is it safe to say you're still kind of like figuring it out or is it's it safe just, to say that we have just, to evolve yeah <laughs> it just seems very like the idea seems kind of grounded but also kind of like nebulous at the same time. It's like you don't want to stay too grounded to one sort of service or program or function because you feel like that might limit your other opportunities that you could explore. Well, the only reason to get too focused would be just for pure business purposes. Mm. So the question is, can the business be, can the business integrate as much as we're interested in integrating and be successful? So is, we don't have an answer to that yet. Theoretically, yes, but we don't have a yes or no to that yet. That's still an experiment, if you will. It's definitely an experiment to see if a business which represents a way of life as much as we're attempting for it to represent, can that be successful? I don't know yet. Hmm. It's definitely a question. Interesting. The bare bones, though, is just movement coaching. For okay. Sure. We're going. <laughs> All right, so we're here with Colin from Kuru Wellness. Before we get started, we got the subscription button you must press on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to. We also got uh, Gilmar's been working on a project, a little clothing thing he's getting started. Very excited for that to pop off. Yeah, but um, get over to that Instagram and follow that. What's it now? At TownClo. TownClo. C-L-O. At the town club, yeah, yeah. At the town, but it's T O W N E. Yeah, T O. It's the classy town. The classy town, yeah. yeah. Club. Yeah, 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 there you but go. But we're gonna get some people looking good, and then we got Colin here, and his Instagram page is Koru Wellness. Kuru. A lot easier. Koru Real Wellness. Koru, yeah, dude. See, I can't read at this angle. <laughs> <laughs> is that gonna stay up the whole time? No, we can put ever whatever we want on there. Yeah, you want say, like say, say, so want something happens cases? and we need to verify some information. Yeah, Let's yeah, put yeah. on John Wick. <laughs> three hours of the podcast later, it's just our reactions can to we, John Wick. Can we do all three? Yeah. So no prisoners is a very specific name for a show. Yeah. We um, I think we talked about that recently with um, we talked Julie Kraus. Klaus. Kraus. Klaus. Um, yeah, the no prisoners thing kind of came about because, um, we just wanted to have people on the podcast that weren't like prisoners in their own way, you know, just kind of doing their own thing. Like a lot of people nowadays, like, I guess it's like same thing. It could be like no victims mm. mentality, I guess. But the whole idea and premise of no prisoners was just kind of like, you can choose to be a prisoner in your own life or you could not. So it was, you know, we don't really have anybody on the show that's like, woe is me. Like, we don't have anybody on the show. Like, everybody that comes on the show is kind of, like, making their own path. That makes sense. Yeah, I would, be, I would imagine that probably wouldn't go very far. No. <laughs> It'd just be, like, a bunch of people complaining. It, we could just call it CNN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Constant negative news podcast. There you go. Don't Either way. That. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want I don't want you to have to repeat anything. You no, it's fine, dude. About. <coughs> I didn't get to listen to that episode. It's not out yet. Yeah. Then I, yeah, well, it's, I did listen to it then. Behind, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was here. <laughs> I was listening. You could have been here in spirit. We could have like I was summons, yeah. summoned your your spirit. I was here. You I remember it. every detail. It was a good exp- it was a good podcast. Yes. And you know, that makes sense actually with Julie that I w- could have been here, right? Mm-hmm. You could have. Yeah, she could have <laughs> I th- I don't know. I guess she can summon live 
Yeah, she could have casted you somehow. Just goes, oh. Yeah. She was really cool. Yeah, she was really enjoyed her. She's lovely. Mike but what's, as uh, well. what's Kuru? It seems like you've got it written it's on your shirt. on my chest, yeah. Uh, I There were a number of shirts, as we know, out there that I could have worn. Um, well, what does it say here? Can you read it? A spirit or spiral based on the shape of a new unfurling silver fern frond symbolizing new life, growth, strength, and peace. There you go. I don't even know what that means. Help me out. So the fir- there's the fern, the unfurled fern. Basically, when we were looking for a name, the fern image came to mind. Uh, this is back in early 2018. We opened at the end of 2018. The fern image came to mind. And eventually we learned about this word koru, which my understanding is we probably don't say it right. It's a Maori word, like the All Blacks, the team, the mm. rugby team. They probably say it. I'm like, I'll try not to yell. It's like koru. So it's like really mm. yeah. different than we normally say it. There's a oomph to it. And we liked the word, and the fern image made a lot of sense. Um, the new life, growth, strength piece is kind of the point. The <coughs> growth is really the main word. So growth always happens in a – really, it's not linear. It's, it's, there are patterns, and there's an unfurling, which obviously you could say is represented by the fern. But if it's the same image as, say, a galaxy, or there's a cochlea in your ear, or – um, a hurricane, or it, it, it's Fibonacci's sequence is the ma- is the most sort of relevant historical term, sort of just like looking at these patterns. And it really is just how, you know, picture a, a chameleon's tail, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same pattern, and it's all in our bodies, it's in our joints, in terms of how you can map patterns and see movement and unfolding. It's consistent, it's universal, and the real wellness is kind of the key, but we wanted a, f- a symbol that represented something that was universal the key is that it's it's ubiquitous it's relevant to everything so ideally it's real as opposed to made up Mm. or overly conceptualized if you will it's not just an idea not a belief not an ideology there's a really solid foundation to all of it and how do you tie all of it back to like fitness is that like i don't really want to talk about it as fitness or or i don't try to think of it as fitness but um fitness matters of course we're fit guys we you do jujitsu i do what i do and everything's good in terms of keeping us in shape so to speak and fit and able so we can live well but to me fitness is just like icing on the cake of being healthy if you will okay exercise and fitness are nice but not the point. So you're more, because I do know a little bit about your um, facility, we'll call it. I don't want to call it a gym now after we just went through that. <laughs> well, you'd um, see. The gym is only a small part of it. You'd see that. Yeah. What? So you have the gym. You have a sauna. You have the ice baths yep. that I've heard about. You sure. have, like, what other things do you, your clients or what do you, how do you help people with, like, what you're doing there? Yeah. So, yeah, why is it not fitness or exercise? Why do I care about that distinction? Um, that was probably the main thing that I was imagining driving over. Like, this is probably what would be most worth prepping in terms of conversation. What's what, that? Well, what does, of course, the name of the business mean? It's a very mm. – it's not obvious, and I'm very aware that it's not obvious. I think the two things that you – 
should have meditated on before you came here is what does the name mean <laughs> and what are you doing over there? Sure. What are you doing in your laboratory? We like the word lab. We call the gym actually a movement lab. So the name means a lot of, there's a lot of different ways to go into that, which is what I was, as you said, meditating on. Um, what we're doing is fairly easy. It's movement coaching at its foundation. And of course, sometimes that can look like exercise. Sometimes that can look like fitness. And as you mentioned, there's a sauna, ice baths. The ice is probably the most on the surface unique component that we offer. And then we're all about having different events that tie in and, you know, what the name means is how we'll get it into like what the events, how the events connect with what we're doing. Um, there's hands-on treatments that take place there. Some fairly obvious, some less obvious, like massage, fairly obvious, I think. <clears throat> but the, the name of the business is really the nitty gritty detail. Cause all that stuff's fairly straightforward. You just come, you do your thing or you engage with the practitioner, you get your treatment, you go through your session, you're there for an event, uh, or most fun, you're there for getting in the ice, which of course, probably I figured we'd also talk about. Do you do that, by the way? Have you ever? I've spent time in ice, yes. Cool. So maybe we'll get back to that, maybe not. The name of the business, the word real is the th key thing, and unfortunately, as you demonstrated, not everybody even says it, <laughs> right? You said Corey Wellness. The word real is the word that I, I really care about, though, because when we were trying to figure out what our brand was mostly going to speak to, it was what's true for all of us, or at least most of us. And, you know, this could go all the way back to my college years, my high school years. Um, my degree is actually religious studies, so there's a lot of that built into it, a lot of that sort of baked into the the cake and the thinking behind it all. But the main sort of question is like, do we have a good enough sort of gold standard for what health and wellness mean? And depending on who you ask, you get a different answer. In my opinion, no. And the reason is mostly because it's not based on most of our concepts of, or most of our metrics and standards for what's, you know, how to measure human wellness are based on beliefs or constructs or concepts or ideas. That's not necessarily good or bad. And that's like your, your community that you've created or like human race as a whole? Like what are we I'm talking about? I'm willing to talk on the scale of humanity. <laughs> okay. But of course you can take a smaller scale and just look at a Bucks County or a town or a family. And, you know, you've hinted at very specific sort of more, political elements that touch on the same point. We don't have really solid, clear, good enough agreements for a lot. I think that's fair to say. And it's fun to unpack that. Why we don't is where I get kind of, I get nerded out. You know, I can get really into that. And the religious part is relevant, I think, to that. But what can they be is kind of the key. Like, what can we all easily agree upon? That's the foundation for the business. What can we easily agree upon that matters? And let's build from that. It's more like a bottom-up than a top-down, if you will. Like top being like all in your head and, oh, this is a neat idea and this is a fun belief and this is a kind of... Maybe that's relevant. Maybe it's worth letting go. Maybe it's worth discarding. You sound like a fucking wizard. 
Am I just going to say that right now? I feel like I'm sitting here with like Kuru's Merlin. <laughs> I have a picture, or not a picture. Kuru. 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 Uh, with, yeah, well. I feel know, like I, you I should like be wearing like a, like a wizard hat and have an owl and be like, what is life? Yeah, what well, <laughs> life is a good standard, right? We could it, life, air, water, movement. You know, we have a, on our one of our walls it says "Breathe, move, nourish, create" because we've been consistently trying to, you know, and COVID threw everything for a loop, of course, in terms of just like how are we going to operate? But so you opened what year? We'll late, start there. Basically, 2019. 2019, like grand, later in 2019, right? No, before grand COVID. opening was essentially. 2019, January 1st. We had a. So you were open for all of 2019, and then COVID <laughs> happened, and then yeah. you kind of had to reassess. And then we what had like, are we doing? Yeah, a year, a year and change of reassessing and playing around, and it wasn't until. But but that doesn't really affect what's been consistent. What's been consistent is this fun wizardy mystic element that I don't really you know it's it's fun. I get it. I don't want it to seem like that. I really want it to be relatable. Mm. Totally, absolutely. That's the point. That's why the bare bones are about. Literally, like flesh and blood, like, you know, you got to breathe, you got to shit, you got to metabolize, you have to respect what's true and there and clear for all of us. In many ways, I don't want that to sound mystical or wizardry or even spiritual. Well, I I think it it actually, like, you wouldn't want that because I think it would hurt your ability to, like, bring people to what you're doing. Yes, of course. Because people need, like, a definable... Very few people are like, oh, wizard, let me go do wizard (laughs) stuff. It's kind of like, oh, that place does X, Y, Z. I can benefit from that. Let me go do that. Well, there's only only so many words you can get out before somebody, you know, stops being able to listen, right? Like eyes will glaze over. They'll start thinking about something else. You have to have the right wording, right? Yeah, I I, I think like in business, simple to the point, like whatever, like, Things don't need to be complicated. Yeah. They need to help people, and they need to be simple. Bare bones, we teach you how to move better. Yeah. So your goal going into business, this business was to help human beings locally move their, use their bodies more effectively for longer in their lives. Longevity is key, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So was like was that, that your primary goal in starting this business? Yeah, or because because it, it kind of sounds like you're trying to like start a community, rather than like or, just be fitness. You're trying to bring people to be like a hub for wellness, and like that's like if I took all the wizard talk and said, Kuru is a hub for living a better life. That's fair, and I would even say not start a community, but like help it. Help us see that there is already a good enough community if we get out of our own way, if we just mm. allow it. Like, we already are a community. So are you guys hosting non-fitness wellness events? All the time. That's what type really, of stuff? Well, yeah, we call them elements parties. Um, for the record, though. What I'm, do you call I'm, them? I'll get, <laughs> elements parties. For the fire <laughs> and the parties. ice. We're getting into the wizard stuff again here. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you mean by wizard. Because to me, wizard <laughs> sounds like... Like all up here in your head, but elements. I mean, that doesn't get it any more earthy than that. It's just fire and ice. That's what we mean. So sauna, ice bath, elements, fire and ice. Now we're talking Game of Thrones. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so you are like that's you, just one of the answers to your question. So do people come to your place of practice with the intention of? you know, bettering themselves physically or do people come 
for that reason as well as like some people might come to be a part of like what sounds like a social element to what yeah, you're doing both hopefully both and yeah everything in between if there is something different like we encourage people to be there like membership uh, implies that you get to just come and be in the space of course that's encouraged but i was just answering the question about like different kinds of events um and also saying i'm happy to talk in the wizardry realm because i think it's it's a good use of podcast time but making it as clear as can as can be of course back and forth the elements parties uh name we could always improve i suppose but fire and ice that's just one way people come together you get to go in the sauna you get to go in the ice bath have a good time it's fun uh different kinds of retreats there's actually a women's retreat coming up in september we scratched all events for the summer because it was just clearly a waste of time nobody's around nobody was coming and it was just silly to try to put energy into events that people just were away for anyway yeah so women's retreat in september we've got things going on we're gonna have a block we're gonna have a actual just block party in october literally <laughs> mm. with music and all that stuff the bros will be cooking a little bit for that um we're engaged in some events at a farm across the street from us bunny's flowers bunny's flowers literally called bunny's flowers yeah you want to get hippie go that brandon that's a cool guy. So you would actually be fun so on this. You're on <laughs> three thirteen then. We're Cold Spring at three thirteen, and um, there's because I've seen the Bunny's Flowers signs, yeah. And I'm always like, what is that? So is Bunny a person, or no, are there bunnies it, well, amongst Bunny, the flowers? Bunny like, was a person. It was Brandon's grandmother. Okay, that's Her what name was that's Bunny. what I figured it yeah. was. Yeah, Brandon's grandmother was Bunny. Um, we just started a collaboration with them. Um, there's there's a lot of different kinds of events to answer that question the bros do cooking classes that's a fun thing is it safe to say you're still kind of like figuring it out or is it safe to say that we have to evolve yeah it just (laughs) seems very like the idea seems kind of grounded but also kind of like nebulous at the same time it's like you don't want to stay too grounded to one sort of service or program or function because you feel like that might limit your other opportunities that you could explore. Well, the only reason to get too focused would be just for pure business purposes. Mm. So the question is, can the business be, can the business integrate as much as we're interested in integrating and be successful? So is, we don't have an answer to that yet. Mm. Theoretically, yes, but we don't have a yes or no to that yet. That's still an experiment, if you will. It's definitely an experiment to see if a business which represents <laughs> a way of life as much as we're attempting for it to represent, can that be successful? I don't know yet. Mm. It's definitely a question. Interesting. The bare bones, though, is just movement coaching. For okay. Sure. So you have That's fitness. been the through line. You have fitness coaches there, like trainers? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the bare bones, no question. It's been my professional background for as long as is relevant. And I just, like I hinted at earlier, have this other background that I know matters in the bigger scheme, depending on how large a scale you can try to tackle, depending on how big a picture you can integrate. Okay. How well can it be integrated? Still a question. <laughs> Interesting. So you've There's been no question that there are brands doing similar things. Uh, perhaps, though, you know, they, they're riding on the coattails of being celebrity or simply having a 
bigger uh, war chest, if you will, or bank to start with. So I don't think we're re, you know reinventing any kind of wheel here. It's it's essentially more of like a retreat center kind of a, a setup, if you will. A retreat from life. Well, that's why I don't really like the word retreat because I don't actually think the goal is to go away from life as if life needs to be as if you need a break but to fundamentally how can life be better for you and anyone else in your world okay interesting and if you don't want it to be better generally speaking i would be very confused (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean I think your confusion is valid, but I think some people are rooted with, like, what's in front of them. Of and course. If, rightfully so. If you don't if you don't get to a point where, you know, change is the only choice that you have or bettering your life yeah. is the only choice that you have because people live their whole lives, you know, in a set, in a certain standard or rooted in, like, a certain, you know health practice like whether it's eating poorly or not paradigm yeah so like i think that that's like one of the things that like i kind of understand why you're trying to kind of stay like loose on your feet but like could you potentially help more people if you like were more definable like is crew wellness yeah crew wellness is these five things and if you want these five things we have them here for you Yes. In fact, Mildred, who we were talking about earlier, is inter- you know, instrumental in the, that happening. She what does she do? Well, mostly we're working on that marketing detail for sure. Mm-hmm. She's mostly there with me for that. We're putting our two heads are better than one in this case, thank God. <laughs> so who represents, like, you're, are you like the sole owner of this? Or There's you- two of us. I'm more just the f- known face, but I don't want to be known as Koru. There's, I'm just... The sort of the founding, <laughs> known as Koru, the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> That's like how he said it. He's like, I don't even know as Koru. He's the wizard out of the um, so you have you and like a business partner that works like actively, or are they just silent in the business? Yeah, he's pretty active and has been from the get go. He's a bit of a mix of active and silent. Definitely not purely silent though. Okay. Yeah, and he. Work, uses the space all the time. Um, we're very aware, you know, painfully aware, if you will, of the question you're asking. Like, could what if we just, you know, root it into, we teach you how to do, quote, you know, use all the conventional lingo, like breath work, uh, get more fit, lose weight, get in shape, improve your metabolic uh, state, you know, have a better digestion, eat these things, and everything's going to be magical and I say that tongue-in-cheek, or I say that with the tone that I say it in, because it doesn't really click for me. Yeah. There's a, I just there's like, a reason. I just want to, like, like, I don't, like, if somebody... And all li- that's if accurate. So- <laughs> if somebody listen, if, like, somebody I know listens to this, and they text me after listening to this, and go, what the hell does that guy do? I'm going to be, I'm going to feel like I failed you in interviewing you because like i don't want people to be like "Mm, that sounds like a cult i don't know if i want to be a part of that or that sounds like (laughs) something what the hell does that even mean though or a drum circle or like do you have drum circles we have never had a drum circle no 
because it sounds like that might be like in your future humbly we should get some drums we should do sauna ice and then bang on some bongos and just like just say kuru over and over again but you could. Like, yeah i mean the, they may do that in the maori tribe i don't know Maybe i don't know do that. Yeah. what other so you do like the cooking events with the service brothers what other kind of like yeah events? that was sort of just a no-brainer given how engaged and involved they are um they speak very highly of your um establishment would it be accurate to say and i think it's worth there's no way you're gonna fail me no matter how this plays out i guarantee that in fact it might even be worth trying but <laughs> all right would I it mean, be <laughs> we could just we i can disappoint you any way you'd like <laughs> which which scenario are you running past us here are you do you have a tendency to be pretty skeptical of things? Uh yeah. Okay. I'm I'm a naturally skeptic of things when I need to be. I'm very open to ideas and exploring ideas and like this whole podcast is pretty much like Gilmar and I going on this like journey of just like hearing what people are doing and kind of like building friendships and relationships with people and then kind of like learning what people are doing and then just being like, Hmm, that's interesting. Or, you know, that philosophy in their life could really benefit us. Like they seem like they're, you know, helping a lot of people or they're doing different things. Um, one of our ultimate goals is kind of like have a good conversation and then like also showcase what that individual is like about or doing or how you're helping people or what like difference you're making on like, you know, planet Earth. So. Well, what kind of difference would be valuable? Like, what am I skeptical of, though? Or what am no, I, I think like, it's what just differences? good to, because you're, you're representing other people as well. Like you said, even just your listeners. So what would be a good impact on planet Earth? Because you just said, wasn't that how you phrased it? Um, I can say, like, what our impact is on planet earth but it's not necessarily for me to like define what is a good impact on planet earth like as long as you're not harming people you're either harming people you're just coasting or you're changing someone's someone or someone's multiple people's lives for the better yeah. as like making a good impact defined right yeah that's so, like, for instance, making an impact would be me leaving people that are listening with an understanding of how they can benefit from, you know, being a part of your business. or Our cult. Yeah, I mean, you might have a cult. I don't know that. I don't either. I don't know what that means. It's an interesting word to me. But what a cult know. is? Yeah, I, I mean, that's well, part of a the... A cult, like, occult is from like pagan terminology meaning like groupings of people you know setting apart and being looked it up for being <laughs> a practice <laughs> yeah see supernatural mystical or magical beliefs practices, involving phenomena. supernatural right dude that's you man but what have i said that's supernatural uh i you said things that are mystical <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not what <laughs> or a phenomena. You're definitely like not a fitness center, but you're not 
a doctor's office. You're not just a massage therapy. You're not just a physical movement wellness center. You're also a community center. You're also potentially someone that could impact, you know, people's mental health, not necessarily from a physical standpoint. It seems like you have the opportunity to, you know, or at least the desire to help people live better lives, not just in the physical sense. I like that. Uh, You kind of hit the key point, which is learning. We like to actually, you know, back on the social media, it says education. Education center is actually what I like to call it. Okay. I would have rather we could have figured out how to just open a school, but I decided that's going to be the wrong category for us to launch whatever we launch. It's not, that's not a business per se. School functions differently than a business. We'd rather do a business, so we had to think of it more in like a center. So that was the foundation for you thinking. could make money on it. Like I think people probably make money on different schools. Like you have the School of like Rock a Charter. I They're if helping. That technically, functions as a school, but you go business. there to f- <laughs> you follow. Like when I think of a school, I think of a set curriculum headed by oh, yeah. headed by a yeah. teacher or some sort of professor position, mm-hmm. and then. You know, you go through the curriculum and you benefit from whatever the school's teachings are. So, like, I guess you you get creative and call it a movement school. Exactly. Yeah. A movement movement school. And be, yeah. And we almost called it, we almost did think of it more in terms of naming the place as a movement school. But do you think it would ever benefit you to kind of like brand each aspect of what you're doing differently? Like, you have like, the movement school is like your fitness aspect. And then you have like, you know, you name something like your, your community centers like mystics anonymous or something like that, where people can come and like, you know, find people that are trying mystics to, anonymous. I don't know. That's just what flies. <laughs> dude, shit flies from the hip around here. So you there can, are a lot of mystics around, believe it or not. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Like I'm down with the mystics. <laughs> What is fucking funny about that? You're over here. I hear you laughing in my headphones. The word mystic's stupid. <laughs> these are look. These are some. These are some. And I mean wait. none of these terms with any disrespect. I'm just like right. I'm very intrigued I by like even mind if the, you did it. Be more. It might be fun. But the way yeah, you hold on a the second. way you present yourself <laughs> is just very like like this like like you seem very professional and very educated, but you also seem very like. I don't want to be any one thing. I want to be all things that you want to be. It's like you want to be able to just like, is your primary goal to help people? Yeah, we're here to serve people's lifestyle improving. We want your lifestyle to improve, but we want it to improve. I think the why and the how is the tricky thing for people. Movement is just the placeholder word. Um, there are, so somatics is the background. There's a foundation for all of this called somatics, which is actually basically the foundation of things that we're very familiar with, like yoga. Okay. Don't, I don't teach yoga. I studied it, but I don't teach yoga. Um, I did you know, way back, but that's not what I do anymore. The foundation is something called somatics, which I'm surprised he hasn't looked up yet. But it would essentially... <laughs> it's the best way to categorize... what we're doing and that's why it's not really specifically physical education where you know exercise or fitness could apply into that 
it's definitely more about your nervous system. The bare bones is nervous system, which means awareness, which means your thoughts, which means why are you doing what you're doing? What's the foundation for that? What's really going on? How much more can you notice over and over and over and over and over? Is that what you get the second you walk in the door? Hell no. Ideally, you just come in and you have some kind of conventional, so to speak, issue, in quotes, like pain or you feel stuck in terms of being able to, uh, yeah, mostly move better, but it could be also think through something. It could be about, um, yeah, maybe you're anxious about wanting to do the ice, and there's obviously no other place to do it, so you came here. That's a really simple example, but it could happen. Maybe you just know there's something more that you need to improve upon. And, yes, it's not strictly medical, although we're trying to actually become more medical, not because of me, but by partnering with other people. Um, could you improve in the basic sense of just moving better? Yes, everybody could. That's the whole point. Everything comes back to just knowing how to move better. And that is not obvious. Most of the time, that's not obvious. Most of the time, that means stopping, slowing down, probably really just doing almost nothing for a little bit which could be really frustrating for people. The whole, it's not meant to be torturous, but the intention is to create a space where you can come, slow down, really become more aware of what's going on for you if you have some kind of issue. And ideally, you don't. Maybe you're just wanting to explore something new. And fortunately, we have enough of a background for that to be possible. Again, like the ice. That's sort of like our little um, catch, especially because it's not the most conventional thing people do okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pause them right there instead of wizard we're gonna say shaman shaman (laughs) what you would it was somatic would you say somatics s-o-m-a-t-i-c oh so that is a word that was kind of given to categorize there you go somatics describes any practice that uses the mind body connection to help you survey your internal self and listen to signals thank you gilmar you're welcome your body sends about areas of pain discomfort imbalance so, like, are you dealing with chakras and things like this? No chakras. I don't call any of it that. I I try to steer clear of, that's why I didn't like the word supernatural, any spiritual language. I mm. actually am increasingly vocal about how there is nothing, quote-unquote, spiritual about what I do or how I operate. It's not energy. It's not supernatural. Are you... The word mystical I don't mind because there's a technical definition I like, but that's different. Are you, like, <laughs> agnostic or atheist? So, obviously, I mentioned, or I, I mentioned it, but I said a lot, the religious studies background. So, my degree is actually literally religious studies. That's my bachelor's degree. Mm. Um, no, uh, but I don't care. It doesn't so, you're, ag- you're agnostic then? The agnostic meaning, like, atheist believes that there is no God. Right. Agnostic is like, eh. Well, that might be oversimplifying it, but Whatever. if you need to call it that, go for it. More or less, it just isn't important to me because we need better priorities. God is not the most... God. There's really, not, this all kind of comes back to God if you want to be really blunt and provocative but we don't have to. It. We don't have to define it in like the Christian sense of Good. God. That's what agnostic we, refers to, though. But not necessarily because you can be spiritual and not believe in God. So what does that mean? You can believe in multiple... Some religions believe in multiple deities. Like if you're Hindu, 
you're and you're practicing Hinduism, you're not agnostic, but right. you don't believe in a singular God. So there's a history to all of these different kinds of categories, again, and concepts and constructs and beliefs and ideology, ideologies and I. What is it serving? That's really I think that what is any of it serving? I think spirituality serves a lot of great purpose, but I don't think uniform religion serves a great purpose. And I think you'd be you would agree that's a fairly cliche point of view, right? Yeah, why? Why? Well, okay, but is that so that is a no, you don't necessarily agree that that's a fairly cliche point no, of view. No, I'm trying to understand why you feel that way. I think it's fair to say most people who identify as spiritual will say, yeah, I'm not religious because I don't like religions, so I'm spiritual. I think that's fair to say. If it's not, then let's um, let's, let's then rip that apart. In, in that <laughs> sense, yeah, you could say that's cliche, but I think people pick and choose whether or not there's what levels you have varying degrees of spirituality. You have surface level, and then you have people that, you know, or harnessing the, and the energy of crystals and things like this. But, like, I think religion is harmful in the sense that, like, people... Do you believe in the energy of crystals? Um, I don't think I know enough about crystals to believe or not believe. I'm open to crystals, potentially. Well, I haven't had somebody... I haven't had a crystal expert come across my path yet. But what I'm saying is, like, religion historically is harmful, you have, you know, the Christ, like Christianity for or Catholicism will focus in Catholicism. You know, when that came about, it pretty much like was like, you know, fondling little boys is bad. And then fast forward a few centuries later and Catholicism is like responsible for more pedophilia than perhaps like the Greeks and their multi-deity culture was responsible for. So you also have things like people don't eat meat on Fridays. They only eat fish because the Catholic Church told them that. But what they don't also know is that the Catholic Church owned all of the fish markets. And back when, you know, fish wasn't exactly the most popular dish, it was very dirty, it wasn't a very clean way to eat, the Catholic Church outlawed meat so that they could make money on fish. So, like, you have manipulation like that with religion is very... Um, manipulative whereas like spirituality like people can believe you know there is a higher power whether that's like the force or you know some sort of like energy we can't define different things like that like the human eye can only pick up on like one percent of light like light spectrum so like for us like we might not even be able to see everything that exists there's a lot of like science that could also you know be a part of spirituality like if you want to go down that route or you could just believe in aliens or different things but like sometimes giving people giving themselves up to believing that there is something superior to them is like a humbling process for a lot of people's egos and you know serves great benefit to how people live their lives maybe maybe that's maybe happening or maybe benefit. that's a thing because maybe it's beneficial if people are living even if it's Basically placebo even said, if it's placebo and it and what you believe is true 100 percent true i don't really have many beliefs and people are living a better lives believing that is it wrong 
right and wrong is a useless paradigm in most of these contexts. I find it in two things. One, what I think you more or less said is we have the freedom to believe what we want. Yeah, of course. For better or worse. Fair? I think you have one or two outcomes and beliefs. Like you either are believing something that's helping you or you're believing something that's not helping you. I don't think so there's for a, better or worse. Yeah, I don't think there's any neutral aspect there. In general, yes, every because inevitably there's going to be an effect, right? So whatever you believe has an effect, and you have the freedom to believe seemingly essentially what you want. So there's a key thing, and we're all probably, <clears throat> especially those of us who may or may not be recovering Catholics or dealing with that foundation. I was raised Catholic. I'm well. sorry. <laughs> I forgive you. This, I was raised in these streets. <laughs> You're, forgi Gilmar. You're forgiven. Uh, so we're all dealing with a specific history. You, you nailed it. It goes back to ancient Greece. We're all dealing with everything from the Iliad to today. So thousands and thousands of years. And then we're even dealing with the effect of, we know for sure something with regard to like agriculture and the Fertile Crescent and, the catalyst of manipulating the earth, et cetera, that's at least probably 10,000 years. We could probably get a ballpark or a more specific number if he looked it up. I think it's like 12,000. Exactly, over 10,000 year, years. So we're all dealing with the same kinds of cause and effect if you take a large enough scale. But how much of it are we aware of? And if And is it fair to say... We're jumping ahead a little bit or jumping around maybe too much. But is it fair to say the <clears throat> it would be it would serve us if we were more aware of the effects of those foundations like agriculture? Maybe we don't have to get into because that's maybe too far, but it ties into religion and beliefs. But at least the foundation of, like you said, going back to Greco-Roman times and Greece and specifically, and how that still plays out in what we call Western civilization. If we're interested in not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and improving life for ourselves and as many people as possible, do we need to be aware of how we've gotten to where we've gotten? I believe we do. How many of us need to be aware of it? I don't know. But I think it's imperative that enough of us are aware of it. Okay. 100% yes, because if you don't know history, it's doomed to repeat itself. So where do we go with that is the fun question. And I would say we get really, really specific about what we can actually say is true. Let's nail down for absolute, with absolute certainty what we can say is true and disregard the rest for now. Disregard beliefs. Disregard ideas that, may, that, don't, that aren't clearly true enough. In other words, what are the... You things? mean things that lack empirical evidence. You could say that, yeah. But we don't necessarily need empirical evidence for all of it. We don't necessarily need peer-reviewed studies and microscopes and telescopes for all of it. But then, they you're, help. then you're getting back into spirituality. No, we're not necessarily. It depends on how you... So... I think it's actually quite harmful for people to think they just exist. I'm not suggesting that. In some... Not realms. even a little. I've never said that. <laughs> I'm saying we have to get very, very disciplined about what's true. 
We have to nail it down. And okay, you go first. What's true? Well, they all, there are very few things that I'm willing to say for sure because mostly I don't know. Okay, but that's actually one of the best. How parts. few can we cover them all in less than five minutes? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Connectivity, continuity, creativity, chaos. That's the alliteration that we play so around with. Physics. Physics is a great paradigm to. Well, focus you literally on. quoted like. It's more or less four or five laws of physics, right there. Physics and astrophysics. You could probably just go from there, and actually, a lot of you could say spiritual and religious beliefs and ideas fit in so well to that, so so well. So yeah, I'm willing to talk about it in physics, in terms of physics, absolutely, mm. yeah. But not to the extent that we're saying other things are necessarily right or wrong, but that we don't know them for sure, and that's okay. In other words, not. I think it's critical that we realize we don't need to know a lot of these things for sure. And that's actually not just good, but necessary. So the chaos part is basically mystery. Hence, I don't mind the word mystical. We can't know everything. And even if we, and trying to, is pathological. More importantly, if you could, that would be the but worst is that, case scenario. Is that really physics from, or is that really chaos from a physical well, I just try to make an alliteration because <laughs> because chaos is just there is an innumerable amount of situations unpredictability and goes on for infinite like it's infantile. Yeah, the key uh, again, it was or meant infinite. to just be a cute alliteration. Yeah, so chaos just catches the point that there's an inherent and implicit unknowability and unpredictability. Okay, and that's good. All right, I'm gonna try one. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. You ready for this? He prefers V-necks over traditional collars. Are you asking me? No, that's my statement. <laughs> Based on the two shirts you've seen me in? Yeah. Yeah. I like the other one more. This is actually the shirt I like the least uh, that we designed. Got but a V-neck right there. Look. I do think I like V-necks <laughs> more in general. I think that's fair. I think you're probably right. And now I have another statement. Okay. I have to pee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we can pause it. Take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys talk about, like, fucking spirits and shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, we're still going. I mean, we no, we don't have to. We can pause if you need no, a bathroom or anything. No, I have a bottle. I was just going to go in that. <laughs> I'll blur it out. You can, you can uh, just sit right there. It's fine. <laughs> Don't we'll say anything. <laughs> it looks like the green tea. The green tea. Rambo. I'm sorry I called you Rocky. <laughs> He's like, how could you? I they, jumped on you. <laughs> there's nothing similar about those two names. I'm sorry. I mean, both of us are Stallone characters. No, I mean, they're yeah. both Stallone. They both start with R. They're both five letters. There's nothing similar. Yeah, nothing but at all. Yeah. They, I, I, you know, more or less the same era in film history, but irrelevant. Yeah, I don't know how but you can use that. Rambo. I understand the point is Rambo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. No one's offended. Right, buddy? Well, yeah. uh, being offensive is, is a silly goal. So there's no, I mean, it's kind of juvenile to want to, to want to be offensive. Yeah. If you offend somebody, I think that's, that, that's probably a fun, more, you know, familiar territory, the question of offensiveness and that sort of, that sort of topic. But if, 
people are offended, I think it's fair to say you you may or may not have to do anything about that. Yeah. It may or may not be your problem. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. V-necks, though. I think you're right. <laughs> See? <laughs> Fucking, dude. I love shirts that feel like you're dude, not wearing shirts. I'm a, I'm a junior shaman. <laughs> <laughs> have you... Okay, so... I mean, I'm not willing to... Um, or I'm not... I'm never going to own any of those words, but it's fun to play with it. I have dabbled in the, the things that are relevant. Like, I did drink ayahuasca. I've done all those things that probably come to mind when people hear shaman. So, mushrooms. Yeah. We've all dabbled. We've I feel all like you've stuff. got, like, a jar of mushrooms in your refrigerator right now. I don't do anything. I don't even... I don't like anything anymore. That was a long time ago. How old are you? 85. That I fucking knew it, dude. <laughs> fucking knew it. Dude, I was... Oh, no, 87. Oh, 87? Today? No, next, yes, yes, exactly. Today. Who's going to be the fucking outlander over here? <laughs> <laughs> That's Highlander, right? Highlander. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Outlander's a funny reference, too. Yeah, it's a Toyota. We yeah. <laughs> well, now it's that show, the show set in the Highlands. The, the Yeah, no, I'm saying the up. Outlander is a fucking Toyota. Highlander, yeah. is there can only be one. No, wait, Highlander no, is Outlander a- is also a show. Yeah, but isn't the and no they're similar in the that there's a Scottish? Which one's the dude with the fucking sword that's they're Scottish and he transfer? And Highlander. He goes, Highlander. Okay, so I was right. You were yes, you were referring to Highlander, which is also a Toyota. Yeah, I think you you actually, dude, he even looks like you the got Highlander. It yeah, fair enough. I used to have pretty long hair. Yeah. Okay, so there's out Outlander's the other one. Mm-hmm. That's that's on TV these days. You should check it out. It's a fun yeah, show. that doesn't look like hey. for me. Highlander's my yeah. jam. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So you went to, did you grow up in this area? Yeah, the general Philadelphia area, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my parents just moved, like I said, to Yardley. I didn't say they just moved, but the Yardley move was just recent for them. I was kind of hoping you'd say, like, the Amazon, but. Well, we can (laughs) pretend, sure. Yeah, Yeah, what is real? Yeah. Well. The Yardley Amazon. Look, we can keep going back to that. So. They were in um, Montgomery County, Hatfield. and Nice. Yeah, so we just moved them to Yardley. What high school did you go to? LaSalle. Oh, college uh, prep? Yes. Okay. Did you go there? No, nah, I've got two cousins that went there. Yeah. They are not there. shamans. <laughs> no, not everybody graduated with that those credentials. One of them is a Jedi Knight, though. See, that would be more fun. I would have more fun with that. <laughs> What's funny about that? It's facts, dude. Like, okay, yeah. He is. I feel I like would. you might have mentioned that at some point. Dude, he's legit, like, respectfully a Jedi Knight. I think you've... There are people who we, we, um, I would try and get him on here, but I promised his younger brother he could come on first. Okay, well, yeah. we can talk. Yeah, let's do it. I, you know, can he move things with his mind? He can't not move things <laughs> with his mind. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's a fun thing for people to be able to do. So, so you went to I LaSalle. Would love that. Yeah, I mean, that would be a cool thing to do, but I could see it getting out of hand. It's a lot of responsibility. Absolute power. Would you, if you knew? If you knew how to do that or you possess the capabilities to move things with your mind, would you tell other people or would you keep it to yourself? That's a, I don't know. Can I think about it? You have 10 seconds. (laughs) I would tell very few people. I'd be very specific, but I wouldn't keep it to myself completely. Okay. Yeah. So Um, your mom would know? I don't know about my mom. My partner, my girlfriend, her theoretically, yeah, she would, I would tell her. She's Maybe theoretically her girlfriend? No, like theoretically <laughs> I would tell her. What the fuck? 
theoretically, I would tell her. Yeah, I would you could tell trust my, her with something like that. I think I would tell my son. I would tell kids. Yeah, my kids, okay. family, like really. Immediate. Your kids got big mouths, though. Next thing you go to school, well, they'd, have, they'd be like, yeah. my dad can beat up your dad. I'd be like, no, he can't. My dad can move things with his mind. Yeah. The next thing your kid's getting bullied. My dad can pick or the you cops up off the ground from 10 feet away. <laughs> if you're that powerful. We don't know how powerful you are. Yeah, Theor- again, know. it's all theory. We're working. Well, your cousin can speak to that. I don't know exactly. But, yes, my son or children would have to be old enough and mature enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because like then you'd end, up, you'd end up in a fucking government facility in, like, a, you know, a, a container. Yeah. There's a really keep- sweet film. I that got dark. What the fuck? I, I, was, I didn't say gas. I said acid air. Okay. I'm ignoring it. There's a really sweet film. I'm going to balance it out with this ro- this rom com called About Time. The, did you ever see it? It's so no. good. The dad eventually tells his son that he has the ability to time travel. Okay. It's a surprisingly great movie. Really fun and. Um, I thought that the I way that thought they, that was going to go a little differently, but yeah, just made me think of it. You know, what would you? When would you tell your kids? Like he told them at a certain age, like you're mature enough now, you can handle this responsibility. Responsibility you, is a really good word. Do you connect I bet with you that like movie? That word. <laughs> do you connect with that movie because you're a fucking time traveler? Yes, I have. You don't know how many times we've restarted this podcast. It kind of seems <laughs> Shit, like we have to do it again. I'll be right back. <laughs> Right. I'm waiting for it to restart. I'm we're, for restart. <laughs> we're better. We're better now. No, we're better. Now. Oh, okay. Okay. So soundtrack's really good too. Nick Cave. Uh, there's a lot of good songs. There. No. So how old are you? You might know my. You might oh, know right. the Jedi Knight. Thirty six. We didn't say that. I don't think you know the Jedi Knight. I think you're too young. Thirty six. Dang. He's too young. Unfortunately. I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't really need. You don't to need know. to know the I Jedi don't need Knight. To know the Jedi. <laughs> understandable you don't know if you need to know <laughs> if you want to connect us that would be lovely i'll have I, to reach out i'll have to reach out to the council i met this guy i have no fucking clue what he does i talked to him for 90 minutes and i'm more confused than ever blah 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 but maybe it'd be fun for you to talk with him that's it that's not how i'd like this to end but if it does that's okay <laughs> um so after LaSalle, did you go to LaSalle College, or did you? No, I went to Columbia up in New York. That's where I got the religious studies degree, so mm-hmm. I lived in Manhattan for a while. Why did you, why did you choose religious studies? <clears throat> Nothing. Okay, so I knew I wanted to study either. Some, so I wanted to understand people. I wanted to understand us better. That was all I really knew for sure. So it was a question of, like, what's the best um, method for that. What's the right means for that for me? I was interested in neuroscience. I was interested in psychology. I wasn't interested in philosophy. I thought that way of going about things was really boring. Philosophies, you could potentially succeed at philosophy. I know. Well, there's a lot of similarity. And at Columbia, you end up reading all the quote-unquote great books. That's part of what makes Columbia unique is that you, you really go through Western civilization fully, like in terms of what we actually think of, like, again, the Greeks and Iliad, et cetera. Mm. Um, Trojan War, you start with all of that. You have to become aware of all of that. So you start with, like, written history. You literally go from, yeah, all the way. Homer to today, exactly. And that's part of what makes it a, a, a different school. You know, that's Have cool. you ever read any of that stuff? Like Homer, the Iliad, like yeah. the Epic of Gilgamesh? Like in high school and stuff, so I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, all, all, all of that. Fuck high school. Yeah. Dude, we don't want to, don't. Well, LaSalle was a good start, too. We did get into some similar things, and I'd taken a class back at LaSalle that that definitely intrigued me. But honestly, it goes, like, 16 was a critical point, and I just knew from then on 
I needed to understand what the fuck we're doing and why we're here and what is this all about. Because or try to. Exactly. As much as one can. Correct. And I am not suggesting that I do. I'm suggesting that what we can understand needs to be good enough. And we're getting, we as a collective on as large a scale as possible are in our own way because we're not focused on what's in front of us. Like you said, our priorities are skewed. Mm-hmm. And back, I wanted to say this earlier, not to jump around too much, but with regard to like what's in front of you, yeah, you may be in pain. You may not have food. You may not have water. You may literally be dealing with a drought. You may need to be moving from your home because of X, Y, and Z reasons. You may, um, the bank may be run dry. The bank account may be run dry. Or you're in the negative. These are legitimate issues that everybody is either familiar with, know somebody dealing with, or is afraid of dealing with soon. And that's clearly what matters and what... Are you inferring that there's going to be a societal collapse? No, I'm inferring that there's a... I'm inferring that it's very possible that we don't need to be... deal That it's necessary for us for whatever particular reason that stands out to you to reevaluate our normal ways of being human and i believe this is probably my only belief that we can do better across the board i think we can agree on Mm Palmat. do you get road rage (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about john wick in the beginning i am a huge yeah i know what rage is yeah i know what anger is okay i don't think i get it on the road because i don't drive as much as you might um when i'm usually taking a longer drive i'm with people and it's pretty fun like going to i go to ventnor a lot with my girlfriend um over at the beach so that's probably the only time when i might get road rage and i don't because we're having a good time i usually just drive between koru and my house which is a mile so it's pretty easy mm. do i have the same experience when I see somebody doing something that I, of course, might judge and be quick to jump to conclusions about? F- of course. <laughs> now, say say you're on the highway. There's three lanes. Which lane are you in? I'm probably moving around quite a bit depending on the other cars. And hopefully I'm passing without going too fast. Okay. So not w- just one. I'm hope- And if I'm going too slowly, I get my ass to the right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm not tailgating. Okay. Very, very, not a, not a big fan of tailgating. Outside of... Are like, these the standard questions you ask everybody? No. <laughs> no, but they should be. I like that this could turn... <laughs> no, they should be. I like that this could turn into a list of, like, key questions you ask everybody. Like, Ju- <laughs> Julie, do you get road rage? <laughs> I had it just before I got here. <laughs> um... What are you doing for fun or, like, on the weekends or things like this? Are you... A cyclist? Are you? Do, oh my do you God, juggle? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Um, I would like to learn something like juggling. If I was to learn a new skill, honestly, jujitsu is really interesting to me. But it wouldn't. It would go hand in hand with a lot of what I do already. I'm. A, I'm really nervous about fucking up my neck because I have a couple injuries mm. from. I was a rower. That's actually how I got into Columbia. Do you know the Winklevosses? They were, like, right there. We were right on the same exact time frame. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know them, nor Damn. Mark or any of them. But um, <laughs> I I do um, – I, I would rather learn an instrument, though. I was going to say, instead of juggling, that would be more fun to me. But cycling, yeah. Cue my, up the fucking drum circle, dude. Let's go. I'd rather learn, like, the violin. But 
Um, <laughs> That's not saving you in the apocalypse, dude. Drums. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't believe we're going to. I mean, I don't know what an apocalypse necessarily looks like to you, but hold no, on. No, don't hold get off the thought. fucking topic here. What do you? Well, for fun, yeah. We go. <laughs> in fact, you would probably be a great one to join us. We, a group of us. Um, I'll think about every it. so often. I'm trying to get the bros to come. We go for long bike and camping trips. Mm. That's honestly the top of the list right now, as far as like. When I'm feeling like I'm really having fun, that's what we're doing. We're biking and camping for a couple days. What do you days. define camping? Like, how camping are we going here? Uh, we bike with everything for at least 50 miles each, norm on average. And we're out there as far as one can be with respect to a bike trail or road. And we pitch our tents and we cook our food and we sleep in our sleeping bags. I mean... Okay. It feels like camping. Okay. I'll accept it. Yeah. You have, okay. We were talking about some, we were going off a side tangent there while we were thinking about fun things. <laughs> Look, if I didn't have <clears throat> a number of things in place, I would, there's no doubt, I would just live in the woods. Okay. <laughs> but I did that, and it's not worth it if you want to, uh, I think the funniest thing is when you see somebody who lives in the woods with an Instagram account. Or a homeless person with a cell phone. That's a different conversation. But like think about it. Like they're filming their hut in the woods. Like, come on. Like, isn't the point to be away, so to speak? Maybe, maybe not. But I did or all maybe of they're that. helping people, showing people that, hey, you can do this too. And power to them and they can. And I've I've, I've played with that. We we um Maybe that's your calling. I, it is. I would like to generally just be taking people outside more, but I don't think that the whole... It's not because we need to just be primitive and primal and wild. That's not... that. The problem is, and that's why I'm so picky about all of the categories, is we immediately... Ha we have this baked, you know, built-in tendency, which I think relates to all of that stuff from the greek and christian background we have this tendency to think oh that's the entire story that's the whole explanation that's exact that that okay that's all it's done and it's complete which back to those c's the continuity piece there is no ending there is no completion of our um journey as long as we're alive there is no ending like you can pick any example something's going to change and if we embraced that very simple fact we would live differently across the board. Mm. Least of all with regard to caring about water and food and clean air, which would be great. If we cared about that stuff? Enough. I mean, it, I, I think we care, but... Are you gonna, is this where you pitch me on a Coggin machine? <laughs> the water? No, I don't think that's... I forgot, because that's what they always talk about. Yeah, our friends. No, I don't there's even... Few, I don't have a, one. There's a few people part of that organization. I don't have one of those, no. I do value clean water, but I don't have one of those machines. Okay, what, do you drink water from the tap, or are you filtering your water? I get the spring water. Um, you drink it out of a plastic bottle? Glass, exclusively. You You wanted to, like, that was like, you were hoping to have, like, a got you there. <laughs> no, I was just trying to figure out what you were drinking out of. Glass. We so do you get all water, spring glass. water delivered in glass? Yes, we do. Uh, Koru, get, we get these five-gallon carboys. I used to go collect our own spring water, not with Koru, but prior, like in, you know, when I When was you were living in the woods. Literally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that was great, and it's a lot of effort. 
running water is a wonderful thing if we are not, um, if it's not creating some other kind of, and obviously it's not a new tradition. We talk about aqueducts too, right? So it's, it's not like we created something magical there. It's just the way we're necessarily doing everything. I think everybody does care about water, food, and air, of course. And I, I'm just suggesting that <clears throat> there are normalcies, like patterns and tendencies that most of us share, which are in the way of actually, I think, I mean, here's some really cute, provocative wording if you want. All right, hit me. Well, heaven on earth. Like if we really ideal, if we're looking for like the best possible scenario, uh, call it heaven on earth, whatever you want to call it, call it, don't call it utopia. As long as there's a vision for something better, like what do we need to do? Like what are the mechanics that we need to engage in? What do all of us probably, or at least again, most of us need to prioritize? And again, that's not easy. It may sound simple, but it's not easy, least of all because we got to pay the rent. We got to pay the bills. And do you think that people behave in the manner in which you're referring to because we have in we have a survival instinct that no longer has necessity. I think the whole like saber-toothed tiger paradigm if you will is is important to pay attention to, but I don't think it's the whole story because I think the more powerful stories are the ones that go back to again like the context of Western civilization, which doesn't really include fear of a saber-toothed tiger. It doesn't really include fear of... It includes fear of people, essentially. I don't agree with that, mainly because the United States of 200 years ago was pretty much wilderness, and people wandered out into the wilderness very much fearful of cats, bears, things like that. And other humans. Maybe even more so. Okay, but... Animals. I'm not saying Humans. absolutely that we've never feared bears and cats. Of course, lions and tigers and bears are still mm -hmm. relevant, of course. But uh, to the extent that that's our primary issue, I think it's relatively less so, certainly is less today in general. Um, I, I've been to a couple different third world countries, and even there it's less so. Where uh, have you traveled? I lived in sub-Saharan Africa for a little bit, and there's... Were you it's a fucking warlord? Wild. Like, what are you doing down there? That's the first option you went to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was in the Peace Corps for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And you saw a lot there. You saw, I mean, that that was a tough place to live. What countries were you? Just one, Niger, in terms of um, the continent of Africa, just Niger. But I want to answer your other question, because I think it's the more, the more interesting one. I'm not suggesting that it's irrelevant, you know, the lions and tigers, the bears compar you know, component, but... I think what's more relevant and we need to give more credit to is the thinking or the you could the 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 compulsions that we may all share because of certain beliefs and ideas and concepts. And I think the key one that we don't see that's elusive yet there for so many of us is you could just call it control, but that's not that's oversimplifying it too much. Wanting to create some kind of endings like put everything in a box make it so that it all fits nice and tidy and neat and we never have to deal with it again we don't have to ever touch it again it's just done you're talking about safety i'm not just talking about safety but safety is part of that i'm talking about the idea 
that we could ever completely that that we could put something in a complete final state ever and i think that's actually the most detrimental belief or compulsion whether it's a belief or not because we can't there's no example i can think of where we can where it can it's ever done completely where we're not going to have to keep tending to it in some way whatever it may be well i think my personal belief is we exist for the purpose of like fulfilling you know your true potential and never actually getting there but like if as long as you're pers- well, yeah, what as if long you as you're there right as long as you're <laughs> as long as you're pursuing your potential you're living the life or you're existing in the way we were intended but if you're not pursuing your potential or have to whether I think you have to. have to I think it's fucking you know it's biological sp- spiritual biological it's we'll it's stick r- with physics and biology <laughs> All right. I'm more comf- I don't know about spiritual whatever you know energy or science or whatever is governing us subconsciously is dictating that as long as you're per- pursuing your true potential ultimately never to get there if you're pursuing it properly mm-hmm. you will live like the way you were intended but if you're not pursuing your potential you're wasting it yeah or you potentially have a slew of other issues because you're not pursuing that ultimate intended existence i like to, we like to say cuz we try to the point of somatics and movement is that there's a frame of reference that we all share you know flesh and blood and our bones and our bodies and our nervous system and the literal fundamental needs that keep you alive, the key things that keep you alive. So we like to say that balance is not a destination. Implied in there, hopefully, is that you're going to have to keep working on it no matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing. It's not like it ever, you're never fully balanced or fully cooked in any respect. Do people come to Kuru for like therapy? I would. I can't call it that clinically and I wouldn't because that's not what I do, but it, you know, if somebody thinks that they're, if somebody feels better about themselves and their way of life and continues to improve, amen, whatever that, call it whatever you want to call it. That's the point though. That's the service component for sure. That's the, that's the real like local nitty gritty day-to-day detail that matters otherwise again it's all just ethereal mumbo jumbo mm. you know what's really going on face to face with you and who you are right now and i wouldn't call that therapy i don't want to call that therapy it's because it's not appropriate to but mm. movement it all comes back to movement if you think about movement in the way we do which is to say your nervous system is the primary reference point, which means the electricity pumping through your body and then the air that you need, the blood that you need, how the air and the blood are in, are related. And then none of that ever stops. So pay attention to what's what you're doing, what's going on for you, and become more and more aware of it through movement. In fact, my training, the... Um, one of the tradition, one of the techniques was called awareness through movement. Literally. Interesting. Do you know Ido Portal? He's really into 
um, Rodriguez. He trained Connor for or Connor um, McGregor. Yeah, he trained him for a bit. Do you know who that is? Well, he trained Connor on like animal movements. I don't know the background, so yeah. you you know it more than me. But if you know who he is, he's a he's the most celebrated for sure. I'd say um, thinker in this regard, teacher in this regard. Mm. It's the same point. He was just on the Huberman Lab recently. Love, amazing. Talking Andrew about, Huberman. Yeah, yeah, talking about. You know this fellow? All this. So it was just incredible. And that was right when we launched our online course, actually, which was really fun to see. If you are interested at all in the point about somatics and movement, and, man, Ito, Ito's the, there's a reason he's as well-known as he is. Never mind the fact that he can move so incredibly beautifully. So um, what you have to be a member to participate <laughs> in this experiment you're running? Well, it's a business, so we have to have some way of engaging with the public, right? So membership is easiest. Yeah, that's what Nick and Steve do. Um, you can be in you can be working with a practitioner. Um, those those elements parties, those wizardy parties, those are fun. Mystical <laughs> events. Mystical yes. events of various sorts. <laughs> Which hopefully don't seem mystical at all when you leave, but yeah, <laughs> pasta making mystical. It's this mess. Yeah, it's the most. That's what. Well, you don't know what they put in it, those guys. So it's the most. Mystical. Or do I know what they put in it? You probably know. Yes, <laughs> I believe the the point of all of those more mystical, so to speak, um, features. Is simply to make normal life better. Like if we can make normal life better, then I don't care what we call it. Did you get into fitness because? Well, it was a rower. You, the rowing was the big part. So you were always kind of like athletic. athletic. Yeah, always athletic. Yeah. What did you do before this? Gosh, well, the I did literally more, you know, kind of live in the woods a bit in different ways. That's not actually a lie. Um, I moved back in 2012. Just like ten and a half years ago. Um, prior to that, it was very much literally just exploring, being all, uh, trying to be off grid at different times, and truly getting as out there as I could without going too far. Um, that's actually f- accurate. Our, my son was almost born in a teepee, so there was Interesting. that. Yeah, and there's there's a that was in Oregon. So you know there was college, there was Peace Corps, and then there was that, and then there was okay. Yeah, you know what? You do have to have a career. Duh. <laughs> so in, you know, ten and a half years ago, you joined the I decided, wage earners. Wage, yeah, I joined the world. <laughs> I became a little bit more, you know, grounded to say the least. Well, like when you started working, like what was the first job you had? I started uh, right nearby at the Solbury Club. I was like, all right, so that I could do this, this, or this all of which will be relevant to getting on this path that I want to be on. The easiest one is literally just become a certified personal trainer. It's like, okay, do that, and then I can get this going fastest. Okay. So I did that first. So Kuru was your goal 10 years ago? Yeah, I've had a similar goal for a long time, and but Kuru is not the end goal for sure. Um, World I, domination, of course. Yeah, everybody has to join the cult. And, <laughs> yeah, to you yeah. Bend the knee to use your Game of Thrones reference, I guess. <laughs> I would say the the goal for Cora was to become more um, literally like 
engaged in e- ecology and being outside and getting people outside and seeing how to engage in the world around us. Like, I don't think there's anything more truly consistently beneficial than doing what we can outside and then learning and rewiring and understanding ourselves better by being outside. So you were a personal trainer for 10 years and well opened core like five years ago. Okay. Or three years ago. 2019. Late 18. Yeah. We technically, well, we, we opened a fit. Our grand opening was early 2019. So that's yeah. Three and a half. And then we were technically in our fifth year as a, business but we we started the grand opening was the end of 2018 early 2019 so you started as like a web-based business before you had like a physical location or no i shifted i was over at the solberry club for Mm -hmm. until i opened coru and then eventually it was clear like okay we can we can open our own place so made the appropriate transitions from solberry club where it was obviously on paper personal training and knew what well, <laughs> obviously, we've learned a lot along the way, but what Koru needed to be was um, relatively clear by early 2018. So it was a matter of finding a place and, and going. You're, you were ready to you yeah, know, but spread your wings as a beautiful butterfly. F- exactly. and it Or whatever image you want, yes. Um, we're going with butterfly. We're going with butterfly to keep it simple. <laughs> we're not backtracking on this. What color butterfly? Blue. I like that. Yeah, go with it. Can you look up a blue butterfly for us? We'll go with that. Oh, look at those. The second one. (laughs) (laughs) The Morphomenolaus. The fan. What is that one called? The. What is the. Morphomenolaus. What's the not. What does it say below? The. Um. No, over to the right. Oh, right here? Below there. Yeah, below there. The There's like a phantom. See, it says the fantast something. Fantast something? Right there. See, right above there. Yeah. The fa- oh, never mind. That's irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. In, book title. Yeah, what the Latin translation for that is. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> a very, very nice looking butterfly. Yeah, you should adopt it. Should You should just like have a butterfly enclosure. How are you? How am I doing? Yeah. In life? <laughs> That's a dangerous fucking question. I'm hanging on. <laughs> well, you've got a, you, I mean, you said the first Saturday, and I heard, when I heard you say that, talking about your neighbor and everything, hasn't he only lived through one Saturday in this new place? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like our first, the only Saturday that we've experienced. Yeah, far. she was a nice lady. Um, I'm just always. Um, Do you think she listens to this? I hope so. She, <laughs> Wait, better, she better subscribe. You want everyone to listen. Yeah, anybody that enjoys it can listen. Yeah. Ask it. <laughs> well, what... Or are you trying to think of something clever to ask? No, I don't... Did you have something? I did, yeah. I was like, is that even worth it? it was back, Where did it, it was, go? It was to play with the aggressive part, like the aggression and like... I, I wonder if I've um, stifled how much aggression you, you get out in this podcast and with this unintended wizardry, which um, by no means is what I would call it. I'm only using that word because you used it. Let the record show I do not consider myself to be anything other than a normal human being. I transferred 
I transferred ownership, you know, your noun from wizard to shaman. I know. Midway I, through the podcast. So you can let it go, sir. <laughs> I have a statue of Strider in my office. Yeah. The horse? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, the the Lord of the Rings guy with the Aragorn, Vigo Mortensen. Are you, do you know it at all? I mean, I saw the Lord of the Rings once. Okay. That would that mean Frodo that Baggins is a real pretentious son of a bitch that dude, would holding all that power to himself. That would imply him. Yeah. That's a wonderful interpretation, that Strider. But um, it's irrelevant because you clearly are not as. Oh, so the coolest dude in the movie you have a statue of? Yes. Yeah. I was hoping that's how you would interpret it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so do you see yourself as a Strider on planet Earth? No, but it's a nice. He, it's he like did a pretty totem. well. He did pretty well on Middle Earth. He became king, which is not what I'm suggesting. I like the whole. Uh, I like his way of being earthy. We'll say, which is hacking up demons and stuff with a sword. Yes, they I guess it. that's metaphorically what you do. You hack up people's demons. With it, the me- if I were to pick a way to play with that metaphor i would like to say we try to cut through and you're probably going to laugh at this we try to cut through the confusion and the the uh the misconceptions and the 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 unnecessary um distractions let the record show i did not laugh at that <laughs> the gilmar did the record shows is <laughs> <laughs> that what you did um <laughs> Okay, so we're getting into it. You believe in you don't believe in Jedi Knights, but you no, you, I didn't you say like that. You like a I'm little a, bit of the Lord of the Rings. I think Jedi's are lovely. I've when was the last time you watched Lord of the Rings? Probably two years ago. Yeah, mm. I used to watch it a lot. Yeah, yeah. in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. It. We made sure we had the ability to watch Lord of the Rings every now and then the we wandered into town <laughs> for the week the bi-monthly showing of Lord of the Rings <laughs> the that's right we started the morning with flapjacks when we lived in Oregon um, my son's mom and I uh, where he was born <clears throat> I'm not exaggerating people would walk around dressed like elves in this town I mean they do now go on yeah <laughs> I mean, that that whole corner of the country is lost to me Go on. There's some. This is the kind of stuff I imagine I've deprived you of for the last however much time. Deprived me of nothing other than facts. <laughs> All the clips that I see of this show are are much more um, edgy than I think you you've been able to get into in this conversation. I feel like this podcast was pretty edgy. Oh, lovely. <laughs> we've we done, talked we've about done a good we talked like we offended you with mystic nonsense. And then we had changed you from a wizard to a shaman, which I think was appropriate transition. Wizard didn't serve you well enough because you're a man of the woods. Wizards don't they don't dabble in the woods. You know they stay in like, castles. Yeah, they hang out in castles. Yeah. You're a man of the woods. Like yeah. you're a shaman walking around bare feet with the mycelium and with the roots of the trees, and you're probably talking to trees and you know stub your toe on a stump. But you're fine. Your favorite fucking movies, Lord of the Rings, Frodo Baggins. You just made dab- me think of Avatar. Even dabbling more. around barefoot all over the place. The the soles of a hobbit's foot is you know pretty much tougher than a boot. That's right. You got toe socks on. Let the record show. Should we go barefoot show. now? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go barefoot with me right now. What do they smell? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Offended is such a funny word, right? Like the. I'm idea gonna buy a pair of these shoes, though. I know that. They're good sneakers. Um, were they were they made in America or with 
the hands of children? Probably. Well, they're Reeboks. No, they're Reeboks. Or do they make children shoes? Do like I don't know. Slave I labor? You're referring to sweatshops. Yeah, that's and Nike. I'm sh- well, I don't. I don't think all Nikes except for the ones that Gilmar wears. <laughs> they get a pass. Those are Jordans. Yeah, owned by Nike. Yeah. I think so. I haven't had Jordans since I was an adolescent, I think. Um, what do we got here? Asia. Yeah, I, t- I said, oh, I didn't Michigan. say it. It says Vietnam. Michigan? No, they're not made in Michigan. They're made <laughs> in Vietnam. We know it's Most not. Reebok shoes are manufactured in Wixom, Michigan. Most. Most. Isn't the idea of being offended very strange? I mean, this is the second time we've danced around the fence thing, so let's do it. Well, it started when you went to the bathroom. I think you said somehow what you said came brought us to that. I don't remember what you said exactly. Uh, something about Rambo because you called oh, him Rocky. Oh, right, because I, I was talking about how I accidentally called him Rocky when yeah. you went to the bathroom. That's very fucking offensive. Right. He's helpless. Well, <laughs> wait a second. This is This is exactly right, yeah. He looks angry. So why do you think he's offended? That's um, angry, sir. What what characteristics of Rambo look angry? Do you want the record to show that he's lying on the ground asleep? I mean, that's what it's that's what's happening. Right. There's the camera proving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it. Will. Have you ever seen? Um, I think he's one of the prettiest dogs I've ever seen, or most handsome, whatever wording you would prefer. He's, yeah, he's a beautiful he goes dog. He's ha- handsome. He is, uh, again not a dog person. I've been accused of that. I like the dogs I like, but he is a very handsome dog. Yeah, I mean, who who said you're not a dog person? It sounds like it's happened a few times in your there life. There have been like, a few. <laughs> do you want me to <laughs> connect you with like a therapist or something? Like this seems like it's no, really troubling you. I'm working through it because I've proven <laughs> that I'm that it's not true. I've proven that I I do I like the dogs I like. It's mm. true. Yeah. What if what if you were like in order to prove that you were a dog person, you found like the most aggressive dog and just laid down <laughs> and just like come to me, and then that you meet friends. Worth doing. Yeah, in a certain context, that sounds worth doing. Yeah, um, I saw a th- somebody sent me a meme earlier, and this individual is a cat person, and they said cats are the meme said cats are better than dogs because cats would never work for the police. <laughs> I found that particularly <laughs> funny. <laughs> My business partner has a really nice German Shepherd. On that note, yeah, that's that definitely. Is a you know police, police related yeah, that reference? Dog's a, that yeah. dog's a narc. That's why I thought of it. <laughs> His first dog was terrifying. I was not a fan of that dog. Was it a poodle? No, a German Shepherd. But the way ab- you said no right then kind of was like a bark. You were like no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a it. poodle. I don't have the p- same issues with poodles as you. I'm more of like a <laughs> why are they? S- why do we need small dogs? So that's a different. Yeah, no. Well, his his first dog was also, this was also a German Shepherd, but. She was terrifying. You, you, it was you. Do did not want to look at her. Wrong. Mm. It was she was a monster, mm. and yeah. he would agree with that. Mm. His dog now, also German Shepherd, is a lot more like Rambo. Yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, like John Rambo. <laughs> yeah. I've actually never seen Rambo. Can you believe that? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Rocky. I saw the end of the first Rambo. 
So I know. How have you not? Well, I mean, you did spend a lot of time in the woods. Yeah. No, probably, I mean, you came out of the bad. woods to watch Lord of the Rings every couple of weeks. I just but skipped right s- to John Wick. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Rambo, the original Rambo, is. Amazing. What do you like about Rambo? Because he comes back, it's very revenge related, right? It's a revenge oriented story. No. What no, am I wrong? What? No. Okay. So it's post Vietnam. Yeah. The world hates soldiers. He's walking through a town. They're like, we don't want your kind here. So they kick him out of the town. Oh. And then he starts walking back towards the town, and they arrest him. Spoiler alert. I don't mind. And they beat him up in prison. Just to say that for the And he has a PTSD little situation, has a couple flashbacks, you know, reacts what I consider reasonably for a man of his situation, and then the police get more aggressive, and then he escapes. They get more aggressive. So he has to go full Rambo. And then his boss comes in, and they go, you don't know what you're doing. This man's trained. He's going to kill everyone. And they're like, that nah. Bill, Bill Dennehy or Donnie? I don't know that man's name. Yeah. <laughs> he was a relatively famous fellow, but I, I think it was him. Anyway, all right, that actually makes complete sense. That sounds like Rambo. He's the, he's, he's the every... Uh, yeah, that guy, Brian Dennehy. That's what I meant. The Keith, that is a weird picture. He looks possessed. Brian Dennehy, the second row, third from yeah. the right. Yeah. That's who I meant. He that's a wild Nah, picture. that's not his boss. That's the dude who's an asshole. Oh, okay. He's the well, he's the reason John Rambo has to be, you know, uh, is the legend of John Rambo. Okay, okay. Um well, I appreciate you catching me up on cinema history there. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll send you a bill in the mail. That's so what's uh, <laughs> what does it cost to be a, a member of your establishment? Uh, for one person, it's seventy nine a month. For two, one twenty nine, and then so that's just membership, and that gets you sauna, gym, and we call them sort of like public area access. The sauna, um, we have we try to keep that private for people, so you have to book that. The gym, if you're okay sharing, people share. We have a couple of different spaces you can use for. Um, whatever you're going there to do, movement-wise. And <clears throat> that that's it. And then, of course, the different prices for different services and different events and different, I mentioned an online course. That's actually where I'm trying to, um, that's what I'm trying to build the most is the online presence, for sure, the online course. Are you going to click on it? That's awesome. Look, it's at the top of the link tree, moving out of your own way. Um, it doesn't exist. Dang. we got to do something. Gotta do something about like that. Anyway, we uh, oh, you have to. It's we have to update it on the link tree because it's hosted by Kajabi now, not Squarespace. We had to change the host. Oh. It's a good thing that I see that now. Thank you. Um, so you know, you can just put your link tree on your actual website instead of having a link tree. You can have like is that better? Coruwellness dot com slash links. You don't like the word real, do you? That's the Kuru key wellness. <laughs> well, I mean, see, <laughs> see, if it was that important, why not put it first? I'm open to rebranding. Koru was it when you see the sign, it's Koru, and then underneath it says Real Wellness. Mm. So That's, your actual business is Koru Real Wellness. Yeah, and I have said this many, many times, not in this conversation, but in in the years we've been in business. Real is the most important part. What is real? Reality. That's the key. The rest of it, honestly, I would is is just filler. 
wellness because we want people to recognize that there's a wellness orientation. We're focused on health and wellness, and Koru we thought was a cool word, mm. and it, f- it fit the, the you know the whole philosophy, so to speak, of Koru is real. It makes mm. sense. It's accurate. What's your Patreon all about? Uh, mostly for the podcast, I think at this point, and then event discounts, merchandise. I think there are three different uh, ways you can have a Patreon account. What else is there? Hey, there's Julie. I was on Julie's, like you mentioned. Cut the karma. So yeah, Patreon. There you go. Believe uh, Joe Montone helped to build this. Do you know Joe? He's a, he's not a prisoner. Do you have success with your Patreon? No, it is not generating enough revenue yet. We definitely need to rethink how to build that for sure. Interesting. Yeah, it's not it's not a major revenue stream yet. We're working on it. That and the course, like I said, the course is really. We just launched that for, um, in. It just started in June. Yeah, okay. the course just started in June, so that's pretty fresh. What are you doing to do the like the online course? Like you can obviously appeal to oh, if you the click masses. above um, the online courses, there. Yeah, that's that'll take you to it. What um? Hopefully what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to attract? Virtual participation. So the way it's structured is, <coughs> look at those shirts. You may you may leave with, or I may leave with you guys wearing those shirts. We'll see. The way that it's structured is, it says nine week course. Um, it's nine weeks, and there's a bonus week. It's meant to be like a class, so you you can do it yourself, and you just do it at your own pace. Mm. And there there are nine different videos and um, accompanying information. Or you can do it as a group. So we go from, like I said, we started in June. We end uh, in September. Pretty, you know, we have a few weeks left. This is our sixth week. So yeah, end of, uh, end of August. How are we marketing it? That is exactly what we're um, asking ourselves right now. We're starting by the end of August. We're marketing for the next nine weeks, which will start in the first week of October. So absolutely social media ads, and we're going to have to get in some uh, you know, professional help for that. Um, any which way we can market this thing, I'm relatively open to because it, it, it's actually really good. I'm shocked at how – I'm kind of surprised how well it turned out because it's, it was hard to write. You know, it's a, you know, at first I came across, and I realized I may still to some people as – as as presenting information in this nebulous way, we didn't do that in this course. It's really bare bones, straightforward, super simple, and it's just about making movement as easy as possible, and we succeeded at that. And added to that in a way that is authentic, and it doesn't, um, contra- we're not contradicting ourselves, which was the trickiest part. In other words, um, especially because it's not a complete product it's not supposed to be you have to learn more it's not finished it's not like a total a complete system like i said earlier about continuity it's not meant to be a complete system and it isn't it's meant to be a foundation so we can all have a shared understanding of how we're going to do this how we're going to relate really so trump 2024 how you were really, really waiting for that one, right? No. You were looking forward to that one. <laughs> no. I don't even know if he should <laughs> run. I just thought, like, 
You're like, we're going to give everybody, we're going to organize people together. We're going to storm the Capitol and breathe. We're gonna you have a very specific filter in your head. <laughs> um, or lack thereof. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the way you hear things. It's very, it's that, that didn't, that's not surprising. I didn't expect you to say that, but that's not surprising. And it is funny. Trump 2024. Do you want to talk about that? Um, I don't know what there is to talk about. I think he's a funny guy. And I think um, I'm delighted. I think a lot that of talking I think, about this course went there. You, <laughs> went you just there. sounded like we're going to give everybody the foundations. Like you just sounded like you were rallying the troops. And the thing that I connected to with was January sixth. I was like, we're, 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 "What if? What I if everybody that participated in that did this program before they stormed the Capitol? Maybe they the Capitol. Maybe January sixth would look a lot different." Yeah. They. Well, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been a thing. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have happened. Or they would have had, like, had, like, you know, those people would have had a little bit more real. I think they life. would have been committed to a dialogue more as opposed to what I perceived. My perception, and I can unpack this a little bit, is that it was less about connecting and communicating and, and getting and understanding each other and more about just bulldozing based on a very specific perspective which is ultimately excessively violent at its core by the way I've i mean i don't know if it was that violent the only person to practice any true violence was the capitol police when they shot that poor lady in the head but i think that I've i think saying somebody who went there yeah i actually had four com- very hmm. specific conversations with uh, a storm somebody trooper. around here he technically didn't storm, and he insists on referring to it as a. He he said he would only talk to me if I didn't call it an insurrection, and by the way, he won't talk anymore. He made it clear that it was a waste of his time to continue talking. Yeah, I don't know if it was an insur- insurrection, and I'd like to think an insurrection would be a little bit more organized. Uh, that just seemed like um, a lot of people. With very disorganized beliefs, and ultimately the only thing that unified them all was that they were all there that day. I don't necessarily agree that, like, all those people were, like, they weren't organized. I don't necessarily know that all those people believe the same stuff. I don't think... I don't think anybody of great impact... I I don't want to say intelligence, because I think people get caught up in different things... Um, I don't think anybody that's that's very clear on how they can make a difference was participating in that. Whether they were Republican, Antifa, liberal, like whoever you were that day, um, I think those people were just kind of uh, part of a mass hysteria and thought it might be a little exciting to go into an unlocked building and stir up some ruckus. And somehow they thought that was going to bring a bring a you know. Bring about change. I don't, I like still thinking about it. Like, I think it was very misconstrued and a lot of the facts of the day have been misleading or misled. And there's so much confusion now, you know, years later that like, it's like, we're still talking about it, but I don't know that talking about it's really going to do anything. It's kind of just a bunch of... Is this a necessary disclaimer in every podcast that you have? No, I don't, I don't really hold an opinion (laughs) on that day. You just expressed a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, it's mass confusion. 
Do yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think it's any you one. Do you realize that's an opinion, right? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, uh, the course has nothing to do with that, but so it's not mass confusion. It's organized. Yeah, we want to have change. a very clear foundation for what really what it is to be human. Um, what can we all agree upon? Did you watch the Social Dilemma? That's a very relevant documentary. I, f- I got a lot out of that. I came um, out. I did, but a lot of that stuff, I found the social dilemma, like, I thought it was good. It was, it was, um, it was good in the sense that it was, like, something that I could share with my mom. I only cared about one part. I knew all the stuff that they told me in that thing. I already knew all that stuff. Yeah. From one, from one place or another. A lot of the behind the scenes, so to speak, and, like, exposing the tech that wasn't very interesting to me. It's important because it was their foundation for getting to, I think, what Tristan Harris really nailed when he said this. If we don't agree upon what's real or that there is even such a thing as reality, we're toast. That was the thesis of the movie. That was the ending. That was actually what he said. It's a pre- I think a direct quote. I think we are getting, as the days go on, we're getting further and further away from ever agreeing that what is real i don't want that to be the case i care about us agreeing upon what's real and doing my part because i agree with tristan that that is imperative i think that is not just a communal imperative Uh, i think it is pretty imperative for biology it's imperative for life but it's imperative for a good society that we have enough agreements for sure. Yeah, and like unfortunately for us, there's, you know, you have a lot of different things going. You you have like media manipulation. You have like this mass psychosis thing going on where people are just like they want to be angry, kind of a thing, because like whatever reason. I think there's a lot working against your mission more than ever i think a lot of that has to do with the availability of information like it's coming so quickly and people you know people throughout history have manipulated information because the flow of information was like controlled by gatekeepers and now you have the internet and we're not used to that flow of information and the gatekeepers are still trying to manipulate it and People see that manipulation, so they believe, you know, there are conspiracies, but then they believe maybe that there's more conspiracies in places that there aren't, where it's just human stupidity, and people can't believe that's like, oh, dumb people couldn't be possibly making this. It's just like, no, like, some of it's just people being people, and then you get to where we are here. People serving self-interest, people serving agendas, you know, manipulation with information, manipulation with money, controlling different things. You know, it's it's really got to be, like, politics is kind of like what you're dabbling in there. But unfortunately, like, the way people politic now mm-hmm. is so, like, aggressive and violent. Like, people can't really have, like, a conversation anymore. Not, like, I'm trying to get better at, like... Well, everybody has to check their biases at the door. 
Yeah, it's like do you, but that's asking a lot. That's are your you? Point is it's like when people have conversations about this stuff. They're like, I'm like, they're ta- speaking that they're so sure of it, and I'm like, the only thing I know that is sure. May I thing, be direct? Yeah, go ahead. You know, for better or worse, like direct. <clears throat> I, th- I imagine that's something you appreciate, and only because we're you know on a technical level, not because I. I truly have no desire to unpack it. Um, at least not without doing that. But everything you just said about January 6th was riddled with bias. Yeah, I mean, there's bias, like my bias? or Oh, yeah. I that mean, my bias is purely that there's like an infinite and amount fact- of shit. And, and some literal inaccuracies, but mostly bias, which is... Interesting. What... What did you what what inaccuracies can you bring to my attention? Well, you said years ago it was last January, not years. Ago. It was almost two years ago. Technically speaking, not long ago, depending how you look at time. You That's said a very un. Well, that was the least important one. You said okay. Un- let's go. Let's unlocked. get more important. <laughs> you referred to an unlocked building. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that those political buildings are typically unlocked. Why did they have to break in? Uh, I think if I saw a mass amount of people, like, coming towards me, I'd probably try and, you know, fortify the building that I was in. Would you agree that that referring to it as unlocked is a little strange? Yeah, but, like, that is something that, you know, I did investigate that most of those political buildings, because they're held as public property do remain typically unlocked in certain areas. Well, we're You're allowed to, to one specific circumstance, though. Yeah, but we neither you or I were there, so the building could have been unlocked. It might be unlocked. We don't know. My bias is that that's a very irrelevant stance to have, given the context. But I, I also per- perhaps what I was trying to convey was that there was a lot of things going on that day that we may never get the full picture on. Do you not think there's a particular bias built into that? Well, like point if of view? if you were going to hold an insurrection, wouldn't you bring some weapons? I think people did. did I don't know that they did or didn't. I think more people should have brought weapons if they wanted to be called an actual insurrection. Well, for what it's worth, I would like most of a particular generation of politicians to gracefully retire. I, I think term limits would would have prevented the ability for a lot of that stuff to happen. Yeah, I just wanted to make it clear I'm not in, in a convention. And I don't necessarily camp. believe any of that stuff that I... Like, what I said is, like, not... Like, it is biased in how I presented it, but I truthfully don't... What I do know is that a lot happened that day, and it seems like the way the information came out, like, there was constant, like, well, this happened. Be like, no, that didn't happen. Well, this happened. No, we had FBI participation. It's like there's obviously, like, a lot of different players here trying to, like, discount what other parties are saying and it's just like okay like there's no way for us really to get to the bottom of this because nobody really seems to either be you know 
objective objective or truthful or you have just like in different interventions then you have like so so much random shit like the one video of the poor lady that got shot like she was shot from one angle through a doorway and then immediately after she was shot and fell to the ground there was like a SWAT team coming up the stairs behind her so it's like were police just shooting in the direction of other police that seems kind of dangerous. It's like, there, it just seemed like mass hysteria and no real, like, organized effort. It just seemed like people just being like, we're going to smash stuff today. Like, it didn't really, like, when I think of an insurrection, Don't I think of, like, a plane. That that's inherently a problem for people to Well, I think, you know, what was a problem was all the riots and different things that helped happened right you know so throughout you multiple go. cities that's months the leaving. bias <laughs> exactly. it was like it was like it wasn't it's not a bias well, it's actually, it like you had like to the so-called we ramped up like it's like january 6th happened but it's like what could we have done throughout that year to like let people know that like that behavior wasn't okay i don't know but they're not wasn't really directly correlated unless you do certain you choose to correlate them, which does not necessarily add up. But but like if your child if way, your child sees repeatedly through you know social media or on TV that certain behaviors are acceptable, whether it's true or not, like eventually your kid's going to be like, you're not you're not dealing with what I like. I don't think you're dealing. I don't know anybody that was there, but I don't think you're dealing with like particularly sophisticated people. So if like you guy look, on I spoke to was very articulate. I know exactly why he was there. What was what he well, drop some knowledge here? Because I don't know anybody that was. Yeah, well, that's there. why I wanted to talk to him, and he was willing to. It was so, so helpful. It's very specific. There's a. Um, by the way, I'd like to also. Can I preface this? Do you mind? By uh, yeah, it's a free country. Kind of. That's a fun phrase. All right, so. <laughs> I'll just preface it by saying that I this is exactly why I very much, however, you know, um, daunting a task it may be, am committed to what I'm committed to. Because honestly, I find I think this is a completely useless part of, of dialogue. We're not t- referring to the same things. It's a it's irrelevant to me. It's honestly, it's other than to just understand you. I don't think it's serving, and hopefully you you find value in maybe understanding me and us understanding each other. The specifics of that detail are so irrelevant to me because we're dealing with such loaded um, presuppositions. And that's normal for humans, especially in this culture, especially in this country, to be coming with presuppositions and, and technically speaking, prejudice, not like in a conventional term or sense of the term. This is your preface. Yeah, this is my preface in that that is exactly what I why I care about the real part because that's never going to stop unless we stop doing that. The only way that's going to stop happening is if we slow down enough and say, okay, wait a second, this way of operating is a choice. We have a choice. We could just let this be and let's focus on what's clear. What can we see clearly together? Well, here, here's something that's... Now, I know this that's is, hard. This is my, <laughs> yeah, this is my clarity. Yeah. Is I didn't go. 
I had no reason to go. I was kind of hoping we would. I didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like you're. We were trying to talk about the guy. Yeah, and I'll tell you what he said. I'll but tell you. like, yeah. My reason to believe that no one of great sophistication was participating that day is because, like, I have a lot of responsibility. I have reason to believe that if I continue on my own path of betterment, that everything will be better. And anyone that would go and, like, either ride a Target or ride a Capitol building or anything is kind of, like, off the path. And they're not really, like, that's why I'm like, well, those people, you know, they do, they have responsibilities that are like, oh, like, I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to go to work today so that I can go fuck up a Capitol building (laughs) in hopes of changing this country. I'm like, that's not really how you change anything. You know, you kind of have to be, you know, if you believe in like this great conspiracy of like the dark arts of government like you kind of like you know like just work hard build something great help as many people as you can and life if everybody did that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have these problems yes and with respect to the you know the chips being stacked against us or the cards being stacked against us so to speak i think they are for very that's reasons. just life Life's difficult. Life's that is hard. Exactly what I'm referring to when I say that we have biases, because that's. And I love that you said that. Maybe not. Maybe there are reasons that we even say that, which we truly need to question. I was going to just point out that this, you know, the cards are stacked against us because of probably people who have power and want more power, and their whole game is power, and they're going to do whatever they can whether it's manipulation or literally just cheating so to speak and if they have certain legislative capacities they'll probably use them there's no question that that's a pro that's a thing i'll that, agree that's a thing that is you you'd be a fool to ignore and obviously what are we going to do about that is the question of course people talk you know hopefully you change the system so to speak by being engaged in it i'm not sure you can anymore i'm not willing to throw um the baby out with the bathwater or like completely dismiss that possibility but it's clearly hard you know to be doing it that way politically playing that game by those rules i mean the cards are really stacked against you because like amidst all the confusion there was like i saw a video of like an fbi hearing um pertaining to this dude and they were interviewing, you know, a, I guess, like a deputy chief or something like that from the FBI in relation to January 6th. And, like, they, they weren't really, like, it was kind of, like, black and white questions being asked about, like, whether or not they had people there, whether or not they were doing different things or what they knew about it. What, And they were so elusive that it was kind of, like, well, if they didn't have anything to do with this, just say you didn't have anything to do with this. But it was like whether or not they did or didn't have any participation that day, they this interview left people to believe that they did. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just like, you know, this congressional hearing is like here so you guys can like provide a positive picture of what was going on that day and you guys made it look like you f- were kind of manipulating some shit and i'm like that's not gonna be good for business 
and yeah, stuff and like that. The person that I spoke with sent me countless. Yeah, let's videos. go back to that. He sent me, yo, because he wanted me to be aware of what he's aware of, so to speak. He sent me countless videos, and I watched a lot of them, for sure. Um, it was never relevant, though, and largely never relevant because can't know you don't know and you uh, you're ultimately jumping to conclusions across the board over and over and over but the key component to answer the question that's been there for a little bit about this person was there's a threat there's a threat and they primarily the group of people that he would associate with um it's communism it's there's a communist threat to take over this country to to pull the rug out from underneath us to destabilize to destroy all of our systems to create excessive chaos so he was case. there for the purpose of fighting communism? The whole motivation for him for all of his actions as a Christian, which is a key component here, is to use the um, the core of the capitalism system and market to fight back against communism. I'm, I have not heard that one. Actually, yeah. you have, just different wording. It's exactly what... I thought people were there because the election was well, you stolen. Were referring, you were referring to the relatively, the people who had a bit of a, you know, they thought about it more. Not the ones mm-hmm. that smeared their fecal matter and various things. The people who just lo- got ca- caught up in this, so to speak, like you said, the hysteria and the mania of it. I'm not, he didn't do that. He very, he didn't do anything. We don't know that. No, I, be- oh, I believe him, but sure. He was, I don't think he broke any laws. I think he was there because he believes fundamentally there's a, key enemy that needs to be fought and that there are people fighting it directly and there are people who are trying to um, support it or at least ignore it and the people who are willing to fight it are the ones that matter and it's motivated by the their christian foundation for sure a belief in the power of capitalism and that the enemy the other the key thing is that the enemy is communism and actually there are a lot of relatively big people who have that exact point of view um, Interesting. Those are the ones that have really thought it through. Yeah, fuck the commies, you know? Well, yeah, <laughs> and... <laughs> is all of that actually valid, is the point. I think um, there's validity in that, validity in that, in the sense that, like, civilizations reach certain points of you know, their evolution where there are, you know, a lot of things taken for granted. And, you know, when you're struggling to come up, everybody's like, we'll work hard, capitalism, capitalism. And now like Mm -hmm. a lot of those like, you know, depression area mentalities or World War II or post-World War II industrialism, a lot of those things have like, those ideals have been kind of like, left to the side and a lot of people that exist today believe that you know the government should be taking more care of them or protecting them or providing them with certain rights that in my opinion it's kind of like my bias it's like it's up to you to protect you it's up to you to provide for you it's up to you to make the environment around you better like depending on the government or your church or whatever organization to like 
move these obstacles for you is just going to leave you disappointed. And I think we've just reached that. You mean, well, you can become too dependent or codependent. Yeah, it's like people believe that the police are there to protect them. It's like, okay, if you need protection, you know, in a given second, like, like, are they going to be there? Like, there's not always a cop in this room. There's not always going to be, like, a cop in the convenience store if somebody goes to rob it. There's not always going to be, like, you have these, like, mall shootings and things like that. Like, there aren't just police waiting there for something to happen. Like, you have to be, you know, kind of, like, aware of your surroundings. And, like, that goes on all levels. Like, you have to be aware of your finances. You have to be aware of your physical health. Like, it's not the government's job to tell you to eat well. It's, like, your discipline should understand that, like, hey, like, if I want to live the best life I can, like, where we are right now, it's like, oh, I want to live the healthiest life I can, and so should other people. Let's make fast food illegal. It's like, no. If you want to live the best life you can, and that's, you know, don't eat fast food. If somebody else is making those poor choices, that's that just is what it is. It's not, like, there's no... There's there the freedom the more to you choose the more the you give people power like I think a lot of those people that were there that day maybe thought they had like if participating in that might give them the power to make a difference where it's really like you you make a difference like slowly you make a difference like in your own life you set an example then you know you get make a difference for your children's life or your peers or people that work for you or the people you work alongside. Like you don't, you don't make change. Like inevitably there is violence in the world, but like you don't make change with smashing glass. You kind of, you make change by how you're living your own life in a way. And I don't think like, I couldn't imagine, like, I don't know the person, you know, but like they were obviously allowing certain things into their sphere that gave them the, you know, the evidence that, you know, it's like, all right, we'll go down there and participate in this movement. And, you know, it was a poor choice. Like, it just wasn't nothing. Like, there, the gym I used to belong to, like, the owner of the gym. He bust. He, he literally bust. Yeah. How many people did he bust? Do we know? Uh, I don't actually know that number, but like I well, know we that won. Central, Bucks County won on that day, as far as the number of people that went because of him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's if accurate. that's winning. Yeah, <laughs> Bucks County won the contest of how many people can be in DC that day. Yeah, we know about. Can we? Name, I mean, I guess I won't say. We're not saying people's names, but yeah, I, I think it's well known. What so he just did. like yeah. we like, I, I mean. I still knowing that, like, I don't know people that, like, I was part of the community. I still didn't know people that went that day. We joked about it in the office, like. Somebody from Justin Doylestown had to, um, was arrested because of it. Because yeah, of so it's like, yeah. it's like we. He was running for political office. We joked about going, like, oh, we're going to go and riot. And we were all just like, nothing, we would, were joking about it. Because, like, we all were very honest that, like, nothing good is going to come of this. Right. Like I verily like that whole year and like I know you were like discounting the prior riots and things, but like 
that whole year was like anytime they need a, to be any any contextualized anytime a group of people got together that were angry about whatever it ended in shit like that so i'm like what i mean we all have seen like every time like we're not healthy this year like people together are causing causing not not good great things we were just locked up for a little while time like people are just like i have all this pent up emotion of they course. they are blaming the government for whatever woes they're experiencing. I was like, nothing good is going to come of this. I was actually kind of surprised. Um, and I'll say this, like, like I, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it actually was. That's what I thought. I was like, a group of people are going to get together and Trump just got his election stolen and this, that. And I'm like, this is going to fucking, this is going to be interesting. And it was violent, and it was, like, but, like, a dude running around Pelosi's office with, like, a fucking moose hat on or whatever that, like, horned crown was. Like, it was kind of just, like, this is the people we sent. <laughs> like, it was kind of, like, all right. Like, I thought, I honestly was just, like, this is this could be, you know, particularly messy. And it was, but, it like, I thought it could be, I thought it could have gotten way worse than, like, what oh, we saw. Of course it could have been worse no i actually like <laughs> it had like i you know i was kind of like this is, you know. so I, the two two details that stand out um the ones that i'll say the least important one or the less important one and then shift to what i really truly actually value but the the one the just collect my thoughts for a second again i guess about um I think in terms of the quote-unquote riots and then talking about those in relationship with January 6th isn't um, clear. It's not clear to me why, unless the specific suggestion is to say uh, the one should justify the other or the people who went to D.C. were just reacting to that like no well, they weren't i'm not saying I they were reacting to that things. i'm saying that like um say like you you touch a a stove and it's not hot right mm -hmm. and you touch it again it's not hot you touch it again it's not hot eventually you're just going to be like well 10 out of 10 times i'm going to touch the stove it's not hot eventually it's going to be hot because it's a fucking stove and those riots like they had different agendas there was different reasons there were lack of reasons there was they're not related in the sense that they're like one caused the other mm -hmm. but i definitely think that you know if you see certain things like if, if you saw like the variety of city violence that we saw that year being met with well it happened very in Philadelphia. very little resistance nearby. like they weren't like mount like the armies weren't being sent in like it kind of gives you the the comfort comfortability to be like eh, like we can we can do this it's like it comes becomes acceptable it becomes tolerable like if every day your kid like you have a son so like if every day like he takes his dirty clothes off and just leaves them on the floor of his room and every day he does that and like you just don't ever do anything about it and eventually, like, there's piles of clothes in his room. Like, that shouldn't be surprising. It's like, okay, no, we've we've kind of allowed this to go unchecked. Like, if we, 
and I'm not an expert, but like I would like to think that like if you know those civil protests that turned violent were met with and I don't know what what could have been done cuz like violence begets more violence so like you meet a thing like that with violence like it could have just made it even worse mm. but I'm saying like if you could have done something to kind of be like hey like this isn't acceptable I don't know what that thing is but like to if you could have done something to make it seem unacceptable would we have seen as much violence that summer and would the people on January 6th, would they have thought twice about doing that? If they're like, if there was some sort of like immediate repercussion, because it kind of some, it kind of seemed like a lot of those people were thought they were just going to get away with it. And I'm like, How did you think this was going to, like, how did you think you were not going to end up on a watch list doing this? Or, like, how did you, like, what did you, like, what, like, take me through your train of thought and be like, what, how did you think this was going to end? And it was, like, kind of, like, the, like, and rightfully so, like, if you tack it or if you behave in such manner, you should be dealt with what society deems is appropriate. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, there's now people, like, we need law apparently we need laws you need stuff to agree upon bingo you know what i'm saying so like it's like do i think it was appropriate i think it was that like it was very inappropriate i think it did more to hurt like the january 6th thing specifically i think it did more to hampen any sort of forward progress than it did help it. Like now we've been talking about January 6th for almost two years, not talking about how we can change our country. It's like been a huge distraction. It's like all of you folks thought you were going to bring some sort of change to your lives and to the world. And all you did was just create another thing for us to fucking argue about for almost two years. Instead of just being like, you know, if they got together that day and, peacefully were just like if everybody was just stone cold silent like if you just had a mass of people just walk up to the capitol building and just stand there in fucking silence and just like takes a lot of maturity that would have been like that's why i said these people are like it's more powerful just imagining that is is so much more obviously powerful a sea of people just in complete fucking science that is scary as fuck it's like we're not gonna we're you don't know what we're gonna do but we're not going to do anything. It's like yeah, I would be both like, both scenarios Holy are shit. scary. I think people who were inside were rightfully, but one of them didn't. One of those scenarios but, don't end with punch people getting hurt, which is arguably the way that people throughout the 20th century did show their um, maturity slash power by organizing and being literally more, so to speak, peaceful in their protesting. That was actually yeah, a thing. like if and they it, had done that. And then the government put all those silent people on watch lists, then we'd have some problems. But now we have a bunch of violent people on watch lists that are upset about it now. It's kind of like, all right, like you're. I think you're right about the word hysteria and, so to speak, people just getting caught up in the, the. The, the fever pitch of it, so to speak. And I, and that, you know, just in the sense of, like, not wanting to call people anything violent or uh, any any kind of unfair or, or even fair label. Like, people can evolve, hopefully, or at least become more self-aware and built into, hopefully, the 
the agreements and the laws and the the ways to um, pass justice is the openness for um, some kind of redemption and and progress and learning. And of course, that's asking. That's that's what so your much, online course is all about. Well, kind of personal <laughs> learn, personal growth. It is. It is really, and that's a fun. <laughs> your segues are delightful. <laughs> but I, I also wanted to just acknowledge the. I don't think this is just a cute play on words. There's, there's way. There's too much dependence. There's too much independence. You need both. You need interdependence across the board, and I mean, every situation in. And even just being in relationship with yourself, mm. you need that. The idea that independence is pathological. The concept of independence is pathological. It's a myth. It's very immature. It's kind of crazy, and it's not possible. The only way you could theoretically be independent in the context of being away from other people is to literally homestead 100% and be away from every other human being Full stop. Nobody's mm. doing that. Nobody's independent. And dependence, like you pointed out, you brought this up with respect to, of course, any kind of, um, uh, yeah, being literally given, so to speak, more than you s- maybe theoretically earn. That's not serving what we probably need and enough of us need to recognize what why interdependence matters the most. Just like any kind of extreme is is or any excess is going to literally get in the way of life. Not and, and yes, to that point about the obvious business and the brand and the course, growth requires both, enough of both. It's the, every situation. I can't think of, I have not once, I've not found one where that's not the case. Growth requires both. Would you, you got any questions? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. How long are your shows normally? This like, is probably a long one. It's yeah. two hours and 30 minutes. It's usually yeah. like an hour, hour 30. Well, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We had a good conversation. Yeah. I feel like we have, I mean, I don't really know what to believe anymore, so I don't know that we have different beliefs, but we have different something. Well, do you want to know what I think? Is that worth saying? No. I'm just, See, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rambo. Rambo, we're out of here. No. What uh what do you think? I we'll, we'll don't think we have different beliefs. I think we all I think this has been extremely worthwhile. I don't think it's you, totally okay to have different beliefs. Yes. I find benefit. I don't think prior I don't think though that prioritizing your beliefs and I don't think we've prioritized our beliefs uh as opposed to prioritizing connection i think to the extent that we may have different beliefs it's secondary to what's what's in front of us and the the to me the what's binding us and i do mean you and me but any potential listener has been appropriately focused on yeah i think it's um i gave up kind of like having political beliefs or different things like that or different who's that sir like I change my mind too often <laughs> to kind of like put myself in whether it's political or spiritual or whatever it is. I just, uh, I'm just like, yeah, 
we'll see what we think tomorrow, I guess. Like, it's not, I gave up trying to, like, I watch so many people tear each other apart mm-hmm. um, and compete in the Facebook Olympics. And, no, I've, I've like, it was just kind of like, as I watched, I mean, in the beginning, I was kind of, like, very argumentative about things because I saw people's lives slipping away. And, you know, the the child, the, the kids, like, not going to school and different things that were very upsetting to me. And I was just like, after a certain point, I just kind of like realized that different times I believe different things that ultimately I changed my mind or different opinions on. And then I realized I was like, it's not, if I'm going to change my mind a year from now, is my opinion or belief now, is it like, if it's just going to change, do I have it right now? So I kind of just gave it up. And that's what the podcast is all about, ultimately. It's just kind of like exposing us to shit we don't know. I know we're wrapping up. I brought in Koru merch or swag, whatever. And <clears throat> um, I brought three hats. I hope you take all three. And whether you wear them or not, even just like hanging them on your... Gilmer's a two-hat kind of guy. <laughs> what do you mean, like two one hats f- at once? One front, one back, dude, at the same oh, time. No way. Dude. I think that's <laughs> great. Decide. They say it's simple. We The first version of that hat was just beginner's mind. That's all it said on the front. Mm. It didn't have anything. It was no clearly no ref or no clear reference to Koru whatsoever. We redid them and put Koru real, real wellness on the back. The front's just beginner's mind, full stop. Koru real wellness. Yes, Koru real wellness. But beginner's mind. That's it. That's all it says, and that's all that we wanted to say. It's what you just described. You are always, you always need. And man, you can't be lazy. You can't be lazy with that. You have to stay sharp. You have to be wanting to continue to grow and learn. And beginner's mind is that you consistently approach every situation as much as you can with an openness, a rel- uh, enough openness, not absolute openness, because that would be chaotic. And Dude, would- that's a tattoo we should have got. You beginner's can. mind. Beginner's mind, that's a good one. Now we have a hat. I love, you got the hats at least. And I, you know, for what it's worth, yeah, there are two things that stand out. One, um, I didn't really have this bias before talking with you. I was like, I... I knew, you know, he he may find me too. Uh, you it did at first with the whole like wizardy things. Like I may seem too uh, out there as opposed to what we got into, especially when you brought us to something as like um, in your face of January six. I may seem like that. I don't think I do now, and I'm glad I may not. It may be a little bit, but I'm glad I don't. I really am glad. No, we fought through your shamanness. We did a thing we communicated we did the thing but the other part i want to say you know just it's not i'm i'm an equal opportunity destroyer and creator i have i don't even know if they're they're not really even friends anymore there's some of whom that are so far in the so to speak um that camp like it could be i don't like these words but left or progressive and um I can't be friends with some of them in the sense, or I could be, but they won't because I'm not willing to go to their completely on their side, so to speak. Even mm. just as simple as something like the vaccines should be 100% required. Like, what are you talking? No, no, that's a terrible idea. That wouldn't work for so many reasons, and it's not a good idea, but they stand by that. Or you, you'll really appreciate this one, you have to apologize to me because I'm upset. What? No. Friend, I've had relationships end because people are so stuck in that particular camp. And I, I'm guessing you appreciate the fact that that's... Or I'm guessing you appreciate 
and probably some of your listeners appreciate that that I agree that is not serving anything. Those you should apologize when you're sorry. Making people apologize is just like like me and Gilmar are kids we're brothers and I I hit you and your parents come over and tell you apologize. It's like do you mean it? Right. Sorry. It's like you don't fucking mean it. You hit him yeah. 5 minutes later. Mm. That's kind of like what we're doing as people right now. It's like if you're sorry, you apologize. I had a specific situation where somebody wanted me to apologize because they thought that I was supposed to apologize about something. And I didn't even realize they, that it was even an option. It never even occurred to me that apologizing was an option. Just because they were upset about something not go, like something that I didn't do. I didn't even know I didn't do it because I didn't do it and they had feelings about it. They thought that a, an apology was warranted. I'm like, oh, well, we can talk about it. I'm not really sure what there is to apologize for. And that was it. End. No movement forward. So I'm just acknowledging that I, I am not in the... Not a wizard. You might be a shaman. Real wellness is about movement. Exactly what I meant. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'll get it perfectly, yeah. She'd be their spokesperson. <laughs> No. <laughs> I respectfully decline. And I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Your Ariel uh hopefully coming. I know she and Mildred actually were talking. Yeah. She was talking about you two coming in. So maybe doing, you'll get doing in there. some stuff. Some saunaing probably. Yeah, you know, the elements parties are such a great way for people to come and just get a feel for it. Just come on every I'm every other bring week. my glow sticks. Bring your drums. I prefer to you bring your drums. I don't own any drums yet, but after this past weekend, I'm going to You can just some. do this on your legs you <laughs> and go. whistle. Yep. Mm. And howl like a wolf. I don't know if that'll be gratifying. <laughs> Only I one need, way to find I out. Need a bongo. Let's get some bongos. Yeah, what about a bongo. maraca? I got a didgeridoo. You do have a didgeridoo. Just show up with a didge. Yeah. Um, That's dude, pretty, thanks for coming on. We had a wild. Hippie. A, didge, a didgeridoo. <laughs> nah, man, dude. It's Aborigine. <laughs> <laughs> and not easy to play. That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Tell Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you it was a good time. We had a I mean, if it wasn't interesting, it would have sucked. And we made it definitely had an interesting conversation. I appreciate that. Thank Gilmar, you. do you still not have any questions? No, I feel like I was just listening the whole time. I'm more of a listener than I am a talker, so I appreciated yeah. this conversation a lot. Okay. I feel like a lot of people would benefit from that because this is how you're supposed to have conversations you know if you say so <laughs> i mean i think so it's like everything was you know calm you guys able to see each other's points uh, that's the way i felt about it yeah. yeah well i think maybe what you meant is that there's you if you're gonna actually have a conversation you better be committed to understanding and like we were saying you that requires effort that requires work that requires that you check yourself at the door yeah you better or it's not going to be an actual conversation. Exactly. No. Yeah. So you learned how to conversate today. No, I know how to conversate. <laughs> I'm speaking to the listeners, dude. Oh. You speak. Okay. You looked at me when you said that, so I thought. You I were don't like looking to me. at the camera. I feel like it's stealing my soul. Oh, okay. It is. It might yeah. be. Yeah. You didn't know um, that. Yeah, dude. That's like a real thing, dude. Yeah, he's a shaman. He knows. Um. Oh God. But thanks for listening. If you're still with us, it probably took you two days to listen to this episode. Especially if you only drive one mile back and forth from work. <laughs> It'd probably take you fucking <laughs> <laughs> take 
three hours. It's like two minute long drive. <laughs> you get sixty days worth of listening. Just go back and forth. Just all go day. back and forth, dude. Yeah. You might have to drive your bicycle or walk to work just so you can listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> walk back and forth for a week just to finish this episode. Yeah. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button, especially if you're still with us. Like if you listen to three hours of this and you're not subscribing to the YouTube or the Spotify or the all the apps, you can stop listening and then go to Kuru real wellness on Instagram. Um, check them out. I got a link tree with all the links. You have a podcast yourself. We do. Yeah. Movement man. Maybe you'll join us. So there'll probably yeah. be a lot of it like this, but, um, which would be worth going further with. Uh, but yeah, the online course worth shouting out about re that starts again in October. We'll be marketing a lot throughout the next six weeks for that. Alright, so come to a sauna and ice party. Come to a fire and ice party. I'll come. I'll be there. Gilmar probably will be there as well because I'll drag him out there. <laughs> yeah. And um don't forget to follow uh what's the Instagram for the clothing company? Oh the town club. The town club. Yeah. Have fun guys. Have fun. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, bye.